Okay, so having to take a week off while Mike My recovered. Bad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we were gifted with manna from heaven today from the entertainment gods. Because I've decided that if I'm ever the goat at something, I'm going to stop so I can go make a movie with Jane Fonda about what I was the goat at. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Good, because I'm completely lost. (laughs) We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are, oh, we yeah, are yeah. going to talk about spoilers That here. would have been a huge dick it, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. <laughs> Tell so you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just, you're like, why did I do this? Here we go. I, He's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. but underwear. Probably naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. Okay, today as I'm pulling into the driveway, I get this update on my phone. Okay. Tom Brady to produce and star in a movie about a woman's road trip. On their way to see Super Bowl 51 to cheer for the New England Patriots. Starring Jane Fonda. What? Somebody else. The old, wrinkly-ass America-hating Jane Fonda? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I'm out. Uh, Here it is. Brady to produce, act, and football-themed road trip movie. (laughs) This is true. Right here on on the score. You serious? Inspired by a true story, 80 for Brady... Stars Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field as four best friends who travel to Super Bowl 51 in 2017 to cheer on Brady and the New England Patriots. Uh, hard pass. You couldn't have done that two years from now? Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I get it, but uh, I, I mean, I'm not mad at him or anything. No, I mean, no. I, I mean, we, we got our two years, but what? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, sure. What? And it's like being reported by ESPN. You can tell it's a fucking slow sports day. It's going to be on the Hallmark Channel. I'm sure it'll be somewhere like or that. Lifetime. I, I it's, no, it's a movie movie. I think Oof, that's going to tank hard. Probably it'll do great in New England. Yeah, uh, well, it'll I mean, do, of it'll course, do, it'll do great on Hulu or Netflix or something. Maybe to me, that screams Netflix, top to bottom. It does me too, especially with all those prunes in it. Who's going to watch that? I'll watch anything with Sally Field in it. Mm, all right. I mean, not not because I'm attracted to her. I just love her. No, I she, think she's great. Yeah, and she's good. Even though Jane Fonda did what she did, if I throw that out the window, she has some entertaining stuff. Yeah, you can like her, you can hate her. I don't. That's your opinion. Um, she's okay. talented. It was just it was let just me a backtrack situation. Yes. She's a dumb whore for what she did. Yeah. For the stance that she took in an important time in America's history. Yeah. But I've never really seen her anything was like, man, she's great. Like that's just me personally being the shallow movie dump that I am. I've never seen it was like, man, she's great. I like her a lot. Like I just she's not in my wheelhouse, put it that way. She's talented. She fucked up. She admits it. 
Whatever you uh, you can hold it against yeah. her. I don't care. It, it, no, if, it, if people want to hold it against her, that's fine. If they that's just what her, she's fine. most known for. I, I, it absolutely is. She's been in a lot of great movies um, that are, let's say, critically acclaimed. I will personally admit that Grace and Frankie is a fun watch. Okay. You 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 won't watch it. Never heard of it, so it's okay. Oh, you haven't seen it. It's uh-huh. a it's a show on Netflix where it's uh, Jackie, it's Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen, and. He, Jerry, is it Jerry, Jerry Orbach? Uh, I can't remember. You you would recognize him if you saw him. Oh, I'm great with faces. Yeah, if you terrible saw him. with names. They are law law partners who, after they retire, profess that they're in love with each other. Okay, and they move in together, and then Grace and Frankie have to live together. And Grace, uh, Grace is, um, uh, you know. Hoity toity, blah blah blah, and Lily Tomlin is Lily Tomlin. She's she's, a, funny. she's she's a tree hugger, and it's just it's 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 funny. It, Back it's, and it's, it's a good show. Yeah. Back and bull. Back but, and yeah, bull. Yes. So <laughs> it's 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 if you like that type, it's got it's the humor is a lot like Shit's Creek. It's not as sarcastic as Shit Creek. Shit's Creek. It's kind of off the rails, but she's you know whatever. I don't. She is I don't, what it is. I don't know if I'm Tom Brady. That's the first movie I produce. Nope. You know what I mean? But I mean, hey, when you got that kind of money, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So. My opening was not as funny as yours. If we yours were playing a fake headline game, I would have nailed that as fake all day long. Yep. All day. I thought the same thing when I saw it. I'm like, oh, he's going to produce a, a football movie. Uh, that that could, you know, James said he saw the um, Kurt Warner movie. What was it called? Oh. Um, Force of Nature. Under These Balls. American Underdog. There it is, American Underdog. And he said it was really good. I'm sure it is. And I'm sure it is because it's a great story, right? Yeah, it is a great so story. So I can, I can see Tom Brady making a football movie like that, but then but then you're like, okay, wait a minute. Is this is, is somebody pranking ESPN right now? Uh, whatever. It sounds so fake. So fake. It does. But, I mean, hey, good for him. Dude's, I agree. He's hey. got his, iron, his irons in a lot of I'm different s- fires. I'm sad, but you know what? Go live your life, buddy. He's not done yet, dude. He's coming back. You think I, he's going I, to San Francisco? I can guarantee he's going to play somewhere else next year. Wouldn't surprise me. He's not play, He's he's not putting hanging him up yet. I don't think anyway. It wouldn't surprise me. He grew up a Niners fan. Yeah. Niners are going to get rid of Garoppolo. It, it's uh, the writing's already on the wall. Apparently, he wanted to go to San Francisco when he came to Tampa, and they weren't interested because they had Garoppolo under contract. Oh, so that's probably the guy that Brady said you're going to go with that fucking guy. <laughs> Uh, that story, I, but he never named who he was talking about. Um, I heard it was uh, the, the um, Chicago. Really? Yeah, whoever was a quarterback in Chicago, uh, Mitch Trubisky. That fits too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be. I don't know. I there's a lot of speculation who he's talking about. Some people think that he was talking about Derek Carr because he was going to go play for John Gruden. He goes to San Fran, they probably win the Super Bowl. Oh, of course they win the Super Bowl. That team is loaded. Of, of that, course they That do. team is not far away from winning the no, Super Bowl. No, And um, Garoppolo's basically, they can, Gone. they can cut him right now, and it, and it will cost them like $3 million next year. So if you have the opportunity to get Tom Brady, and you, it costs you $3 million, big fucking deal, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It, it really wouldn't surprise me. He does not come back unless he's on a bona fide contender, and he, Tampa is not a bona fide contender anymore. They they mortgaged the farm to go this year. Which blows my mind. It, well, but who cares? They just won a Super Bowl last year. So, they. I mean, he did what he went there to do. What what happened with them, in my personal opinion, is uh, Antonio Brown went crazy. 
Okay, that that huge hurt them. problem. That hurt them a lot. I think that if they'd have had him, uh, Tristan Wirfs getting hurt in in the playoff game, that's that what w- killed him. That was the biggest one. Yep. Uh, but they can't afford they can't afford Godwin and Fournette and the people back on that defense, and it just it, it it's it's the way the game is played. They put all their chips in and they won a Super Bowl, and now this is just what happens yeah, afterwards. Absolutely, this is it can't I can't complain. Yep. Um, I do know that I'm going to have to figure out who the hell I'm going to watch this year because I don't think either one of the teams that I pull for are going to be worth a shit. Hey, man, I'll let you sit next on, on the Bengals bandwagon right next to me. I could probably get on that bandwagon. Can't wait to see where they spend their money. Speaking of which, <laughs> let's talk about it for a few minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the point now where the morning has passed. I'm, I'm nothing but proud of my team. Oh, they played a great game. It, it, they had the game won. That's what hurts. It's not like they were losing by 15 or 17 the whole game. And just couldn't come back and win. Mm-hmm. That is a lot e- to me. That's a lot easier to take. But when you just totally piss away a lead because your defensive backs couldn't cover an egg with a fucking parachute, that's what hurts. Um, not not seeing Jamar Chase wide fucking open twice. Oh, he didn't have time. It, that, that that's that the problem. Game, on that last one, he just did not have time. I said it all season. Offensive line, defensive backs, the biggest crutch on that team. But the off season. I mean, it's uh, I th- I think if they put the right places pieces in place, they're right back there next year. How could they not be? I, I agree totally. So I want to ask you this question before I talk about the Super Bowl. You are forty nine years old. You just had a birthday. Happy birthday, my friend! Thanks a lot. Happy birthday to you as well. Thank you, buddy. You have been a football fan pretty much since you were six, seven, eight, eight, eight years old. Nineteen eighty one. I w- I actually figured it out. Eighty one. Nineteen eighty one. How does it feel going into an off season? With a football team that you root for, knowing that you have a bona fide star at quarterback for your team, I don't know. I'm still adjusting because it's never happened to you before. I've, I've never, right? How a, crazy! Aside is that? from college, I've never. I, I, as far as an NFL team, I've never had this happen before. I take that back. Old enough to understand and appreciate the game more because I did see obviously the the was it the '81 team doesn't count because I was so new. I was. A, fucking child in 89 boomer size and icky what like that team i was started like now i was my interest was all in like i was all in like that was my team but still still a kid for the most part don't really hadn't really gone through the the ups and downs and the pains of losing and the joys of winning at that age yeah but now it's it's weird to see so many people rooting for the Bengals to to win that Super Bowl talking about how much they love watching Joe Burrow and like the the Bengals are now a headline and not a punchline I just made that up good on me I don't think you've made I don't think you've got the coin on that I've heard that several times but um, good for you just off the top of my head that literally just came out of the top of my head you know what uh, hey I'll take there it, it. there it is it's been that kind of week I'll take it um it's awesome it's cool like wearing my uh, Burrow jersey at Walmart, picking up stuff for the for the game, um, having people say, you know, go Joe and all that. Like it's just like it's awesome. Not used to it. Been a long time. I would still wear my shit out in public, but it's been a long time since I could do it. With my chest puffed out a little. Yeah, farther. well, you wear your stuff out in public. People usually looked at you and just avoid, decided not to say anything because Mom said if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Right? Hey, did you lose a bet? Yeah. Say, look at him and say, no, my other my other jersey is a Lions jersey, like on the fucking bumper stickers on cars. That's a great one. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it is it is exciting. In the offseason, it's exciting for me to see what they do now, not like, oh, see how bad they fucked this up, which is normally what happens with Detroit. But 
it's uh it's awesome. I love yeah, it. Cool. It's exciting. Okay, so the Super Bowl. I yep. thought it was a great football game. Top to bottom. It it was. If I'm looking at it objectively. But I'm going to tell you the three reasons that the Bengals lost the Super Bowl, and I'm going to see if you agree with me. I already told you two of them, but go ahead. Well, I kind of disagree with yours, but okay. we're going to go with it. The The third reason is Tyler Boyd dropping his first drop pass of the year. 100%. It's shame. It, 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 it sucks. That's the first pass he's dropped all year. You can see him take his eyes off the ball. He's so reliable, you, too. I know. You, you, and you, you, can't, you can't shit on him. It was just, Can't even hate on him. No, it was just, you know what? It was just... Blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's just one of those things. It is what it is. Yeah. The second one was the officiating. Okay. And I know, and we'll, we'll get into that. But the number one reason the Bengals lost that Super Bowl is Taylor, the coach. Because I've what, heard people dissect this, and the, I can't argue. Everybody makes fun of, um, of uh, God damn it, Shanahan mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Falcons. You're up 28, 25 oh. points. And you're throwing the ball. Run the ball. You're throwing the ball. Why did they change the play calls? The first two and a half quarters, it was drop back, pass the ball, drop back, throw the ball, run the ball. Bur- uh, fucking Mixon had 13 carries for 75 yards. That's pretty damn good. That's fucking incredible. That's Against pretty damn that good. Defense in the first half. Yeah. No, for the game he had 13. Oh, that was his total. Okay. I thought you said first half. But. No, for for the first two and a half quarters, mm-hmm. the play calling that they had was Burrow two straps, pow, two straps, pow, swing pass. Have to, per, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, Joe, I want you to drop back nine steps and let Von Miller hit you. They had seven sacks in the last quarter and a half. What? Why did they change their play calling? What? What? What the fuck happened? I've spent two. Let's, let's just say the better part of three years hating Zach Taylor. And I finally get to the point where I got to give him credit. Got to give him credit. And then in two quarters, what is happening? Yeah, I don't. That was really weird to me. The officiating in that game. Um, I want to address something that people say that as an official, I can tell you is absolute bullshit. And the whole you have to let him play is garbage. If that's the case, why do we have penalties? Thank you. Let's play murder ball. There's rules, and the rules are there so that when somebody gets an unfair advantage, as deemed by the rules, and it doesn't matter if you like the rule or, or do you do or don't like the rule, it's a rule. No and, different and, than laws. And, that's right, and everybody on both sides has to play. You can't let them play because eventually something happens that somebody throws a flag on because it's a judgment, and then you shit all over them. I will say that I don't think that the holding call – on third down, warranted a flag based on the rest of the game. The one where the linebacker knocked the ball away from Cooper Cup. Yep. I will say the pass interference on Cooper Cup in the end zone was pass interference because he did grab him and hold him. But at the same time, you had Aaron Donald lining up a yard offside on that last fourth and one. Yep. You had um, two false starts when the Rams scored their last touchdown. Both tackles pulled back a step early. I saw it, and I'm like, what? what is, what is happening second, here? Three quarters of a second? Yeah, doesn't it, sound like much, but if you watch the replay, in this, and also, let me say this, I never once after it blamed the officials. I blame the defensive backs and the offensive line. You, without you, question. You blame the officials in our text thread. Because <laughs> you were pissed. But overall, you, and right. this, this can always be said. Don't put yourself in that position. Well, and you, they didn't, they, for the, like you just said, they had this game won. Yep. But that's why I can't go back and say they lost B 
because of officials. I can be upset about calls that were not made, but at the same time, Chase had a face mask that wasn't called. That that's true. It, you know what? It it works out sometimes. Well, there was there was the pass interference on T Higgins at that the at the goal at the goal line. Blatant face mask too. Yeah. How was the, that missed? I, I'm okay. It was missed. Okay, I talked to uh, actually my boss now, who's our back judge. Mm-hmm. What happens is on that play the the back judge is in the middle of the field, and in the NFL they have two of them, and right. they're in the middle of the field, and nobody gets behind them. Then you have two wing officials. You have one on either side. So you have the one that's responsible for a certain depth, and then that other official basically stays 15 to 20 yards off of the first official deep. The deep official on that side got beat by Chase and um, Ramsey. So they had run past him. So as he, he, was, basic, he was basically, they call it straight-lined. He could not see it. So the problem there is that the back judge is 25 yards away from that play, it makes sense. If you can't, can't, if you don't see it, you cannot call it. Right, but, but that there is no question on that play. If you're going to have replay, it needs to work. And that's a perfectly good example of why, even though it would have hurt us, yeah, it's still that's what replay is supposed to be there put, for. Put your hands on him and bumped him, and you can't overrule it in the booth. I get it, but when you yep. can see the head turn like that, I say the officials played too much of a part in this game for this reason and this reason alone. When you call a foul as ticky-tack as the holding call that gave the Rams a first down when they scored the go-ahead touchdown, yeah, you have to call Aaron Donald off sides to give them the opportunity because that's that's a first down at that point. You have right. you have to call that. They it's not the officials didn't lose them the game. Crucial first down. That's right. The officials didn't lose them the game, but they definitely swung it in the favor by not calling that. Now, well said. And that last that last play. How how are you not how are you putting Joe Barrow in the backfield by himself and he's dropping back four four it's 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 a half a yard it's a half a fucking yard it's you, it, the play call there was horrible you bring in all your tight ends and you run the fucking ball it, because if in that position if you can't get half a yard with then you don't deserve to win the Super Bowl air quotes an offensive line yeah and two tight ends and then you either let Burrow sneak it and you have Mixon push his ass back or you put you take. Um, C.J. Uzama, and you put him behind Joe Burrow as a fullback, and you have him just push his ass. At, if you can't get that, you don't deserve it. That's right. I, I agree. No, let's drop back. Yeah, fucking I, I, I agree. stupid. I, 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 I'm sorry they lost. It, it, like not, I said, hey, happens. Hey, they're not going anywhere, and if you want to right. get right down to it, they are in a better position than the Rams are right now. Oh, huge. Rams, on the surface, it looks like they are going to totally fall apart. Could. I'm not saying yeah, they're going they're, to. They're tight. They're tight salary cap wise. They're yep. probably not going to be able to keep Miller and Beckham. Yep. But I mean, I thought it I thought it was a great football game. It was disappointing at the end for you. It was a great Super it. Bowl. It was, it really it was, was a good game. Top to bottom. What did you think of the halftime show? Uh it, I thought it was awesome. I mean, that was all the music that I mean, yeah, we all listened to. Um Eminem, Dre, Snoop. I mean, who who didn't listen to all that shit when it first came out? Yeah, I didn't have a problem with this. Shit. I had zero problems. You know, with it. I thought you know it was what, very well done. You know what I did have a problem with? The design. That was really weird because the people behind them right. couldn't see shit. Well, with that huge Halo type replay board, I'm sure they got to see the whole show. Yeah, but, but why would you know what I mean? Why would you do those things? Should have been rotating. Yeah, but Other again, that, you only got 20, 20, 25 minutes for that show to happen. Yeah. So I mean, it's. <laughs> 
it's tough to pull that off, but overall that show's not being put on for the people in the stadium anyway. Did you see did you see the um the day after the Super Bowl there was some uh, outlet Fox outlet or something that showed right before Snoop went on, he took a hit off a oh. joint and 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 they were like can you believe he did this? And people are like, uh, bro, that's legal in Cal- California, you dumbass. And, um, do you know who Snoop Dogg is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are, you, are you kidding me? Are you trying to piss people off, um, right? Oh, stupid. I thought overall, I thought it was a great show because it was a great show. It was cool. They had cool stuff in there. I mean, it was. it is what it is. I thought it was really weird that Dre did um, a Tupac song. It's just, it's just a... No, I, I get yeah. it, but I mean... At that point, you know, with the tribute to or something, and then right. fi- and fifty cent, or I guess a buck fifty, shows the up. The best that point. part of this halftime show was the memes that oh, came they out were, afterwards. They were so great. The one where uh, it can it said um, halftime everyone halftime Super Bowl show, and then it said fifty cent. And it's a picture of Luke Skywalker hanging upside down in Hoth. Yes, with the Wampa Cave. There I was- just the memes were fantastic. Loved it. Okay. Well, I had a pretty great Super Bowl Sunday, so... Good for you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I ate too much. I drank too much. As you should do on your birthday. Yeah, fair enough. Good for you. Um, So I had a first yesterday. Oh. I got called for jury duty. Oh, shit. And Greg, let me tell you, even though I did not get picked and I was very... <laughs> I was literally... Everyone bitches about when they get oh. called... Not to upset you. We oh. missed out. It should have been top five ways to get out of jury duty. That can be next week. Okay, it is next week. There All you right. go. So, so, this will, so today won't be as funny as, as, as it would have been then? Well, no, th- this will be just more like a precursor to next week. Got you. So I get called. Most people bitch and complain about it, and I get why, because you're getting pulled out of a day's work, but you do get $15 in cash. Thank, thank, thanks. Did, did you buy Dogecoin with it? No, I did not. I did not. You'd be a fucking bajillionaire now. I did not. Um, So I get there. You know, the advice from Richard was pack reading material, which I did. So I just grabbed a backpack, threw in a couple comic books or whatever, and um, did nothing but sit there the entire day. But what stood out to me the most was the summons that I got. It even says professional dress, whatever, no shorts. I'm thinking, okay. I, I mean, I, by no means am I dressing up. I I put on the one pair, super nice pair of jeans that pair I had. Jeans and a shirt with a collar. And I put on a polo work shirt. That's all. It that takes. was clean. Um, definitely presentable or whatever. There was a guy that was there carrying a gallon of water. How he got the gallon of water, and I still don't know because they told us we could not bring in our own drinks. So whatever. He was wearing pajama pants flip-flops, a ratted-out gray T-shirt that looked like it had been in the back of his trunk all summer. But he did dress up by wearing black socks with his flip-flops. So at least he put a little effort in. Were they dress black socks or or sweat black socks? Um, Both, I guess. I don't know. I I just... Because you never know what circumstances are, but when you're in jury duty, and I will say the flip-flops he had on were not junk. They look like they, they they were. Oh, of course, they, they were, were probably they were probably one hundred eighty dollars flip flops. They were probably pretty decent. Um, but I just was like, damn, I <laughs> really th- that those when you were t- texting me and Richard yesterday about that, two things come to mind when I hear that. Number one, I weep for the future of this country because that's how stupid and lazy and worthless this guy is. 
Or, yeah, it's still the minority, I think. Or no, it is. Or number two, he straight up was trying to not get selected. You know, I didn't think of that. That's pro- he lit. You know, because I was joking about dressing like the dude from uh-huh. Lebowski. Yep, this dude did. Yeah, if you walk into a jury, if you walk in, because if they pull like twenty or twenty-five at a time, and then they, yeah. then they vet them. You know, the prosecuting attorney will ask something, and the defending attorney will ask something, and then they'll retire him, and then they'll choose. Yeah. Who's going to pick that guy? To, to, you know what I mean? It was. The first, the first thing that's going to happen is, and, and Richard can correct us if, 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 if he hears this, they have to agree, and, and they, they don't have to agree on all of them, but there's a certain amount that's like, you know, I want number six. No, I don't want number six. Okay, how about number seven? You know what? I'm good with number seven. Boom. We take number seven. Right. Who the fuck's going to go... I want pajama man, and have the other guy go. You know what? Me too. I literally, if I was on the jury, and for some reason I was the the what do they call it? The foreman, the 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 head juror or yeah. whatever, the the guy that tries to steer the ship. The jury foreman, yeah. I literally would have called him PJ. Oh, I would have too. One hundred percent. Without not. hesitation, I PJ. would not have. I would not have. But I I told you. I said. I I. You said you were disappointed. You said I, I feel bad. I did. I wanted to serve on a jury. I, I wanted to serve, and I told I told you. I said honestly, you're not missing out on anything. I'm sure it's really difficult. It's a pain in the ass. And then you said, I just want to do the right thing and be good. And I said that. You know what? I think we all do. Right. Deep down. But then I told you. Can you imagine being in a you? Being in a juror room where you've watched the video of a man robbing a convenience store and somebody trying to convince you that he's not guilty because he had a rough childhood. <laughs> and I said, what did I say? I'd pay good money to watch that shit. I, and that is the experience. And I always revert back to it because I always joke about not watching old movies. Mm-hmm. 12 Angry Men. I love that movie because of the, the story and the, the details that come out. And yeah. uh, Henry Fonda saying, well, hold on a second. What about this? Like, what about this? And we've seen some fucked up jury decisions in this country. Oh, yeah. Um, personally, I've seen one that still blow, blows my mind to this day. Um, but it, that's the scenario that like, you hope, if you're going to be on a jury, that you're the common sense one. Yeah, you hope. Yeah, because in that movie, yeah, it's a movie, it's fiction, but it was awesome. Oh, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. And the only reason I saw it is because I had to watch it in English class in high school. But, man, it was good. So and- when I get jury duty, uh, I think typically, I know that in Florida, you only get jury duty in your county. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if it's different if it's different when you get to states or counties that are less populated or whatnot or in other countries or other, other states, excuse me, not countries. So we only get Pinellas County. Right. But at, did you notice at the bottom of the, when you sign in and you have to fill out the little form, did you see what it asked you at the bottom? Uh, no. Are you or any member of your immediate family law enforcement? I did not see that. Check that off every time, and they're like, you can go. Yeah. Bas- basically, I get there at 8.30, I'm gone by 9.45. Now, the time that it was different was when I got summoned for federal jury duty in downtown Tampa, and it was when we were working at, at Lockheed. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to pick me because Lockheed paid you your wages for the day, Right. And federal jury pays you a daily stipend as well. So I would have made extra money. And of course, since Lockheed was paying us $3 a week, anything extra I can get would help. On the high side. Yeah. So they call us in there and they tell you to stand up and tell you, tell about, tell who you are. And, you know, I stand up and go, uh, blah, 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 Marine Corps, blah, blah, blah. The second they heard Marine Corps, I just saw their eyes glass over. Yeah. Yeah, You're, you're, you're not going to get fucking picked. Which makes no sense to me. What, why are you discriminating against someone because they served in the military or 
worked in law enforcement. Because the defending attorney does not want someone who thinks rules are supposed to be followed. They want you sitting there going, you know what? Yeah, he robbed that store, but he only did it because he wanted a new pair of shoes. The fucking big, who really lost money? Circle K? Ah, let it, that, they don't want people going, you know what? You weren't supposed to do that. You did it. Now you have to fucking pay the penalty. It makes no sense to me. It makes perfect that's sense. That's ass backwards. It make, but that's the defendant. Now, the prosecuting attorney wants you on the jury. Right. But they have to agree. So he knows that the guy is never going to say, yeah, pick the jarhead. I'm sure that he'll kill. He'll roof. You know what I mean? It's, it's still it's stupid to me. It's ass back. It's, def- it's defeating the whole purpose of the system. The whole purpose of the system is to get an unbiased peers, right? So if the person is truly guilty, mm-hmm. then anybody that sits down and sees somebody that's broken the law and sees it on video is going to vote guilty if they're normal. So you should pick 12 names out of the hat, and there's your fucking jury. You don't need to vet me. No. You don't need to ask me questions or what I, what I did with in my life. You just need to know that I'm a citizen. You summoned me. I showed up. Yeah. Done. So... I get it. And then obviously you hear examples about in Texas where um, I think it was a month, two months ago. I, I don't know. It, it was sometime definitely within the past three, let's say three, four months. In Texas, a dad was not convicted by a jury for, again, Brock will have to look this up. He either beat to death or actually killed a guy that was in the process of raping his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um. If if you go by the letter of the law, he did murder somebody, but circumstances being what they were, what person's going to sit on that jury or father is going to sit on that jury and convict a guy of murder? There isn't one. For someone who was doing a, a horrible act like that to a family member. Absolutely correct. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I get it to a point, but that case wasn't being tried that day. No. You know right, what? Chances right. are it was some piddly dick tenant, tenant landlord dispute or traffic or who knows what it was somebody somebody got pulled over for driving without a license or anyway in, 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 in when i was let go i was dismissed uh, early afternoon or whatever because there was hundreds of us in that room there was 14 cases on the on the i think they call it the docket that yep. day there was 14 trial judges that needed a jury by the time that they got to i want to say six or seven groups had been called i was still sitting there and then she came out and said, okay, well, now they're down to only needing four, so this group is going to be let go, and then I was let go in, in, in that group. You know what we need to do? We need to get Ash on here and talk about this. First of all, the stories he can tell us about the shit that goes on. But secondly, he can break that whole process down. Yes, yeah, he allowed to, though? Yeah. He is? Ba- I mean, it's public record. Yeah, I mean, that's Any, true. Any, anything that happens afterwards is public record. There's things he's not allowed to say to the jury, but he can certainly say, well, you know, you can look up that... Carl Johansson drove his car off a bridge and killed 12 people because it's it's in the, you know right. what I mean? But he he tells me all the time about how his judge will do things and say, well, you know what, we're supposed to do this at 10, but we're not doing it at 10 because, you know, I've got, I've got a hair appointment or some shit. We're going to push it back till Tuesday. Or right before court starts, the, the, the prosecuting attorney says, you know what, we need a continuance. There's so many things. Yeah. They have to be prepared. Thank, thank God there's 11 million people in the city, right? Yeah. I roll. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was my fun day. Um, the biggest thing I took, a, my biggest takeaway from this experience, because it was, it was an experience. I've never gone through it before. And at 49, that's tough to find. That's kind of crazy, actually. So. Um, Is it because you've never had a legal driver's license until last week? Shh. Oh, that's yes, sorry. Edit that out. 
Um, through this entire process, it's very simple. You're awarded. Award, awarded. See, that's how I looked at this whole day. You get your juror card, which is basically your name and your juror number. Mine was 2109. Okay. That's my address. This lady comes to the front in the at the podium or whatever, and she says she gives out all the instructions. Very easy to follow. Very simple. Okay, we're gonna get the day started, and you're basically I'm gonna call your number. If you hear your number, please acknowledge me that you've heard it, and just go outside the door to see the deputy, and he is going to take you guys up to the courtroom. It's like a fucking pre-K when they start doing that stuff. It's below that. It's unbelievable so, how fucking dumb people are when it comes to that. The more, and I'm convinced, the more people you have in a group, the dumber they get. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Herd mentality. Yes, to the T. And I witnessed it firsthand. So literally, here's the instructions. Shut your mouth. Know your juror number. Say here. Walk out the door. Follow the deputy. That's it. I cannot tell you how many times out of the 100-plus people that were called weren't paying attention, didn't hear the number. Oh, yeah, because she would say, let's say, 2109. I would say, here. She knows it. She marks it off. I walk out the door, go to the deputy, whatever. She would call out the number, 3024. 3024. Um. Mike Putnam, oh, yeah, that's me, you fucking moron. So just holding everything up because you can't know your four-digit number, say here, and walk out the door. I'm telling you, man, when, you get, when you're around those people, you weep for the future. It I, it's, happened it's unbelievable. dozens of times. I, 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 yeah, because I, I have made it through that part before. And, and I'm not saying like it was hard to... It was on a, a intercom system. She had a microphone. There were speakers. Like It's not like you couldn't hear her. You people literally are, want to stand up and look at him and go, how do you not fall down more? People are just dumb. Just start saying random things like, um, 3024? 3024? Carl Johnson? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. Oh, yeah, don't sweat it. He went to Ohio State. Yeah, it's well said. It's But when stuff like that happens, I sit there and I think to myself, I'm not doing too fucking bad after all. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's pretty it's pretty sad. So that's jury duty for the day. Good for you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. But I had a much better experience Saturday night. What'd you do Saturday night? Saturday night we kind of had a joint birthday outing with just a couple friends. We went to St. Pete. We went to Parks and Rec. Oh, we had some friends come up nice. from Sarasota. We haven't seen in a while. Bridget, of course. Um, Dylan, he was in, he just left the other day. So but, you like drove right by my house on the way there? No, we didn't. We actually took nineteen. <laughs> To, uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck off. Dude, I know your schedule, and sometimes it's worth, like, I. it's not even worth mentioning because I know how busy you are. Every now and then so I like off. the ability to say, no, so I can't fuck go, off. right? I've heard no enough, I just know. But anyway, um, we go to this place in St. Pete. It's called Parks and Rec. If you live in the area, if you've never been there, it's not, like, the best place in the world. I'm not making it out to be, like, you go to this sports bar, you'll never go to another one. It's just cool because they have an outdoor section where they have beer pong, but it's trash cans, yep. and you play with two volleyballs. Yep. And there's two court. There's two courts set up right next to each other, so sometimes you're you know stuff you know you're kind of getting in the way of the other people, but it's just fun. It's all outdoors, music playing. You know, drinks aren't reasonable. The drinks are reasonably priced. It's not like you're going to go there and spend you know fifty dollars in drinks. You probably would, 
but it depends on what you're drinking. Uh, we had a great time. So we're in line. The guy that I was playing with, um, Anthony, I've known him for a while through Bridget, of course. So we're in line for a while because this line backs up. Everyone wants to play. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So in the course of us being in line, there's these two nerds that are playing that are just getting on my fucking nerves. They're winning every single game. One guy's dancing, and they're they're just they're dropping bombs in winning games like that. Nice over and over. Me and Dylan played them first um, earlier in the night. We we got smoked. They hit like every single can. We 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 were down to two. They and anyway they they killed us, which I'm not used to. So I get in line with Anthony, and we play them down. And at this point, there's a bigger crowd waiting in line, and everybody's rooting for these two guys to lose. It was funny. Everybody. And we got down to, um, I think we had two cans each. They shot. They hit one, missed. Anthony throws a shot, goes in. My shot went up like in slow-mo, sinks it, game's over, place goes nuts. And it was awesome. It like it was just one of those things. Like, Grant, like Teen Wolf, you Teen Wolfed it. We totally Teen Wolfed it. You're fucking right. And it was it was the highlight of the night. There you go. And it's not because you know we were out. It was me and my, my niece Kristen. Her birthday is what was last week as well. But um, to have a walk off shot and beat to uh, two guys that the whole place had been rooting for to lose for uh, probably hours at this point, that was pretty damn cool. Why were they assholes? No, they just kept winning. And they were dancing like they were. They were having a great time. And Everybody I, fears greatness. I'm, I'm not belittling them at all. I just wanted to fucking beat them because I couldn't stand watching them celebrate and do all do, do all their shit. So the shot goes in. Place goes nuts. We're pumped. I'm pumped. You know, because I'm slightly competitive when it comes to shit like that. No. And um, there's, there's two guys. They were behind me. They were extremely vocal. Two very large, athletic-looking black guys funny as hell they they were not shy about wanting those two guys to lose so they're slapping hands and stuff i give fist bump and stuff like that i said hey would it have been out of line if i said hey get the fuck off my court he goes no you should have done that that's exactly what you should have done they, they were pretty funny did you win the next game no we lost by one but we didn't care we're like hey those guys aren't playing anymore so let's go have a drink that's fucking funny yeah it was pretty yeah it was pretty funny it nice. was a good time the pictures, the pictures are pretty cool on Facebook. It's a cool place. It, like I said, it's not the greatest place I've, ever. I've been there. I've Have you? It. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty There's neat. a lot of stuff downtown St. Pete that I really like. There's a lot of breweries. There's a lot of barbecue places, a lot of restaurants that are really good. It's just a pain in the ass city to get around. I, I get fucking pissed off that you want everybody to go down there and pay $90 to park in one of the three parking spots. Correct. I mean, I don't even mind having to pay like five bucks to go down there. Can you put a fucking parking garage up? I know I shouldn't say that because nobody likes parking garages. But Here's God the thing: damn. across the street from Parks and Rec is a garage where we parked. It was ten bucks. So it that in that instant, like there is a garage, like depending on how far you want to walk, but it's right across the street from Parks and Rec. It's ten bucks, totally worth it. So fair enough. It's a good place. I recommend it. It's fun. It's you know we don't go often. We've been there twice in a year. So. Well, you go somewhere like that, you can drop 100 150 bucks and not even think about it. Uh, I wish I could, but, I mean, I'm sure some people could. Yeah, there you go. 
That's not very nice. No, it's... Why, why you look at me when you say that? Well, you're a high-powered executive oh, now. I'm not. That's true. That's true. I'm I still am. a shop rat. I am a high-powered... Clawing my way through life. Saved the fucking day for us yesterday. I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. I love it when you call somebody on the phone for the company, and their whole purpose of, of being in existence is because they're trying to sell you or do something for you that you need, and they're arrogant with you. That's always fun. It's a good time. So who did? Oh. Is there a story that's going to follow this? I, I wasn't going to tell it, but I, I mean, fuck it. So uh, a month and a half ago, we start this job. Yeah, it. I know. It's stupid. Fuck it. A month and a half ago, we start this job, and the electricians that are on the job, obviously, that's my area of expertise. So I'm able to, I'm able, I'm able to look at things and identify what's going to be a problem there. So on the first day, I asked them, do you have these parts? And they're basically, it's a, te- it's a TV box, and this is... It's like a $1.2 million job. It's an entire floor on the 14th floor downtown Tampa for an engineering firm. Right on. For an engineering firm. Oh, yeah. It's going to be beautiful when we're done. Highfalutin. But they've got these boxes, these TV boxes that mount in the wall that have to literally be built into the frame because the arm goes into it, and then it's this badass TV mount slash low-voltage, high-voltage hookups for for the TV. So I'm looking at them, and I'm knowing that these are going to be a bitch to get. So I told them, I said, you need to order these now. Because they have to go in before the drywall. And the guy goes, oh, we didn't bid on those. I'm like, why didn't you bid on those? And like, well, we didn't have that. I said, did you have the architecturals? Yeah. I said, well, here it is on the last fucking page. Buy them. Get them. I don't, I don't give a shit if it's a change order or whatnot. You need, you need to get these on site. Okay, no problem. Three weeks later, they're like, hey, did you guys approve our change order? I'm like, what change order? They're like, the change order that we sent in for the TV boxes. And I said, I haven't seen a change order. I said, because those go to my boss. I'll call him and find out. And he says, yeah. He said, um, I basically told him that we're not paying for them. Because you gave me a bid for $263,000, and you didn't bid the job. At this point, it's your problem. So now they're like, oh, shit. Okay, well, we messed up. We need to go ahead and order those boxes. He said, yeah, I told you three weeks ago to order those boxes. You see where this is going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's a whole, well, we want to make sure we're ordering the right box. That's what their superintendent said to me. And I said, well... You ordered the part number that's on the print, right? Well, we haven't ordered anything yet because we want to make sure that we're ordering the right ones. I said, the the part number is on the fucking print. They told you what to order. He goes, well, we got to check availability. I said, I said, um, dude, they're on fucking Amazon. They're right here on Amazon. <laughs> I did it like that to him. I said, I said, I'm getting upset here. And he goes, okay. Two weeks later, do you order those chief boxes? Uh, no, we haven't ordered those yet. We're waiting on approval for the submittal from Nathan. And I said. I told you to order them. Well, yeah, these things are expensive, and they are. They're like 350 bucks a piece, and there's like six of them. So I told you, as a representative of Radcliffe Construction, to order these boxes. Yeah, but we got to have it from Nathan. I said, well, then what the fuck am I here for? Because now I'm, now I'm getting pissed off. Right. Yesterday, they come to me, and they go, oh, hey, uh, we ordered those chief boxes. They're six weeks out. I said, yeah, I know. That's why I told you to order them two months ago. Well, you know, we had to go through proper channel and paperwork. So today, yesterday was the 22nd of February. We have to turn the job over on the 28th of March. And the boxes that go in the wall that have to be framed and drywall and mudded and painted yeah. are six weeks out. I said, that's not acceptable. And they go, what, what do you want me to do? And I said, I don't know. I said, just um, yeah, ask Nathan. <laughs> let me talk to Nathan. I had them here by this Friday in 20 minutes. Yeah. Because I, I did something where I didn't just go... Hey, Mike, do you have chief boxes? Six weeks. Oh, sorry, six weeks. So through the wonder the wonderment of Google, I find them online, and you know how they get you? In stock. 
perfect. And you order them, they get your money, and then you get the back ordered six weeks. So yeah. I call the guy and I say, hey, uh, I'm calling about these chief boxes. And he goes, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just so you know that those are two weeks out. And I said, oh, okay. Well, your website says they're in stock. Uh, no, no, they're two weeks out. And I said, okay, that's fine. But your website says they're in stock. He says, I'm telling you, everybody's having a problem getting them from Chief. They're two weeks out. And I said, okay. Um, he goes, I don't know how to hold it up to the light any better than that for you. And I said, well, asshole, you can start by on your website if they're two weeks out putting two weeks out. That's why I called you to verify that they were in stock. That's always fun. And he goes, well, we should probably change your website. And I said, yeah, yeah, you, you probably should. And I said, so this is what I need to know. Can I get expedited shipping on these? And he says, yeah, you should be able to get expedited shipping. I said, okay, well, let's let's find out. He said, let's find out. I said, let's find out what, how soon we can get them. And he goes, yeah, no problem. Just go ahead and order them on the website. And once you've got your order number, call me up. And I'm like, no, because once I order them on the website, you have my money. You're fucked. Eat, eat. And he goes, well, I don't know what you want me to do. I said, I want you to stop talking to me and hung up on him. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Called the next place. The woman, I swear to God, she was my fairy godmother. She's like, oh, we've got some stash in a warehouse in Texas. How, how many do you want? So I'll have them to you on my Friday. That's awesome. Like, fucking badass. My, my boss was thrilled. The littlest. It's amazing how the tiniest bit of effort can go a long way. 20 minutes, bro. 20 That's minutes. It. So basically what that electrician said is, your job don't mean fuck all to me, even though I made a quarter of a million dollars off of it. And I'm, I can't be bothered to pick up the phone and Google something. To bring this full circle, people are dumb and lazy. Now, the upside is, is this dude at least had on clothes and not pajamas. So, <laughs> Well, I commend him for the effort of at least dressing up for the day or dressing properly. Oh, my God. That's fun. I couldn't believe it. That's a, that's a pretty solid two weeks recap. Yeah, it is. Of course, you have, a, you have a, something happened uh, in your life in the last two weeks. Yeah. That we haven't talked about on the show. It's. F- I see you have a shirt on. To uh, make it ironic, I brought a dog into the house, and now I'm in the doghouse. Are you really? So, oh, yeah, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's not what you've been saying on Facebook. Did not go. Did, uh, yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's not like I'm sleeping on the porch, but, I mean, it's a mini Russia-Ukraine situation going on. <laughs> but it is what it is. We'll get through it. Dog's amazing. Does she does she like the dog? Of course she likes the dog. But she's just mad that you brought it. How I did it, yeah. And she's right. She's absolutely right. Oh, yeah, I could have told you that six weeks when ago. When a situation <laughs> presents itself that it in this you know, it's 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 too like it's not gonna happen like this again. It was just kind of a perfect storm. Um I pulled the trigger on it and now she's ready to pull the trigger on me. So it is what it is. Okay, so I know she listens to this, so you can take the fifth if you want. Yeah. How come before you went or when that opportunity presented itself, you just didn't tell her, I have the opportunity to get a free purebred husky? Why do you think? Because if she said no? She said no fucking way. So she right? Absolutely. 100% right. But at the same time, it was, again, a perfect storm. I'm going up to Michigan to see my parents. My sister knows I've been wanting a dog since we lost Nico a year and a half. Let's just call it two years ago. It's not quite two years, but it's, it's... It was Memorial Day of 2020, I think. So there you go. You can remember it. See, I am terrible with dates. 
the only reason I know it is because that was the day that we were going to do the show about songs that we turned the radio up to. That's correct. And you couldn't make it. I do remember it happening the day the podcast yeah. was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, and it was around Memorial Day weekend. One of the worst days of my life. Understood. But at the same time, my tickets were already booked to go up there. Had it booked. Amy's probably already turned the podcast off by now, so I can rehash the story a little bit. Um, Don't my, turn it off, Andy. Don't turn it off. My sister knew I was coming. She had joke. It started off as a joke. I'll find a breeder. I'll find a dog. I'll get you one. I'm like, okay, ha ha. It's a great thought. It'd be awesome. Whatever. Well, damned if she didn't. She found a breeder in Indiana. Litter ready to go. Like he was going to be at. You can't bring them home unless they're uh, eight weeks. They have to be eight weeks or older before they can leave the mom and and go to a home or whatever. It was damned if it wasn't on week nine. She goes, yeah, okay, I'll do this. It's your birthday. We'll drive down and get them, you know, the week before you get here. I'm like, fucking what? Seriously? Like, th- this all happened, like, quick. So, short version is, I flew up to Michigan alone. I did not fly back alone. He's awesome. He's amazing. He's a lot of work. He's cute as hell. Um, and it's keeping the cat in line, I see. Yeah, fuck those cats. One cat, our cat that we didn't couldn't come up with a name for, so we named him Meow Meow. Because that's all he really does. Um, holy shit, Chris Holcomb calling me on the phone right now. Oh, wow, you should take that. At, at the break, I will. Okay. Um, it, that cat is very cool. Cats are fucking weird. Duh. Because our other cat, our big fat asshole Max, wants to know, like, he is just ready to kill. He's he's doing that cat moan and whine and all that shit all constantly. This dog just wants to play. He's 10 weeks old. Yeah. Well, he's hey, a, he's dude. A, Let's hang. Yeah. let's hang. Let's hang. Let's swat around at each other and let's run in circles and roll around and let's fucking go play in the mud After, together. Afterwards, we'll go out and have some beers. Yes. Let's, I mean, fuck. Hey, let, let's fucking wrestle and I, go I, have I beers. Can, I can hear right now. Yes? Hey, can Max come out to play? Yeah, exactly. Hey, buddies. Hey, dude, we're, let's, go get, let, let's go get beers together. Buddies for life, I see. Meow Meow and him, I got a baby gate to separate my daughter's room and the dog so they can kind of get, the idea was so they can be face-to-face and just kind of ease this whole turf war. Yep. Um, And it's natural. We did it before. It happened with Nico, and it ended up being where they just coexisted. Um, So long story short, the cool one is really chill. Like he does kind of hiss every now and then, but um, they get nose-to-nose and I don't have to worry about bloodshed. Max is a whole different story. So, I mean, it's it is what it is. But goddamn, if he isn't the coolest dog ever, he is awesome, dude. He is um, he is awesome. He starts puppy school on Sunday, three o'clock. <laughs> this is the best part. Dylan loves him too. I mean, I, the the kids both love him. You know, because uh-huh. Nico was a huge part of our family, obviously, for a long time, and um, <laughs> he was not the brightest. But Dylan says. You know, what about puppy training? Because we pet smarts right behind us. So we've made a few trips there for food, toys, blah, blah, blah. They, well, they offer training classes there. So Dylan steps up. He goes, I, yeah, I'll pay for training for this dog. He goes, I don't, I don't want him to be dumb. <laughs> sure enough, so he's enrolled in puppy school. He starts on Sunday. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it is, it's awesome. Just so you know, if I would have done that, I would be calling Richard right now to hire him because <laughs> I would be living outside. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Um, You're a lucky man. I get it. It is what it is. Um, it's not 
wasn't the smartest thing to do in the world, but at the same time, oh well, you know, I sometimes I guess some you know a guy's got to be selfish. Well, there is the age-old phrase, and you know where I'm going with this. It is better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Oh, see, I thought you were going to go a different route. Some of the what is it? The worst ideas started with the best intentions. That's really accurate right here. Gotcha. Because I envisioned the three of us going for walks, going to the beach, the dog beach, and that'll happen. Uh, everything will work out. It's just it's just going to take time. Why don't we take a quick break so you can answer your phone and I yeah. can take a squirt. All right. Sounds good. All right. So let's, we're just going to jump right into the bag because I kind of nailed, I bagged a guest. So I'm going to call him right now. Um, Netflix last week released the new Chex Chainsaw Massacre movie. Obviously, it's a series, right? No, it's just a movie. It, it, it's 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 just a standalone movie. Oh, I thought it was a series. But here's the thing with the movie: it is a sequel, a true sequel to the original. Yes. So they even brought back the um, character. That if you remember, at the end of the original, the girl that escapes, this is her, and she's an old lady now. So it was kind of. Let's just say, for lack of a better description, it's a Laurie Strode situation in Halloween with Michael. I got you. Okay. So um, we've had him on before, Chris Holcomb, Chris and Brandon from the Dead City Drive-In podcast. So I am actually calling him right now because he is also a big fan of these as well. Have you watched this? Oh, oh yeah. We'll get to that. So Chris is with us. Chris. Hello. What's up, buddy? Not much, guys. How you doing? Oh, I just figured I'd call and have you talk about something that'll ruin your day. That's all. You know, I'm doing what friends oh, do. Well, you know, well, I mean, that's that's fine. I come to expect these sort of things from you, Mike. Well, you know, that's what I do. I just fuck things up. Yeah, but here I am on the other <laughs> side of it, Chris, to, to even it out. I'll be the yin well, to his I mean, yang. You know, Greg, we're used to having Greg shit on something, so, you know. All right, that, and this fine. episode is fucking over. <laughs> 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 so i already kind of led into it and um i was excited really excited to watch this i've been a horror movie fan for a long time ever since back when jason wore a one-eyed bag and scared the shit out of me and i couldn't sleep in my room for three days um day two, man. and yeah. i and i know that you obviously are you're the well-educated movie fan the i'm the dumb albert, klutz the that albert just likes Einstein the easy shit yeah and, and we're the jim carrey Yes. Or the Lloyd. Dude, I'm a fucking Lloyd. horror nerd, man. I'm a horror nerd. Yep. I know. I listen to your podcast. What's the name of that again, Chris? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Chris. Um, it is called Two Men in One Cup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? I oh, probably would enjoy that. that. That's, a, that's, a, that's a different podcast. I'm sorry. Are you talking about Dead City Drive-In? Of course I am. We already gave you the oh, shameless the, plug before dead, I called you. The, the, the Dead City Drive-In. Yes, that's, that's the podcast. So I was like, who better to call than Chris? Because I know you're a big fan of these as well. You watched it. I had actually texted you when I watched it. Um, mm -hmm. You hadn't seen it, but now that you're all caught up. So go ahead and give your mini review of this before I talk about it. Spoilers. Spoilers? You want me to include spoilers here? Yeah, you can do spoilers. Um, well, I mean, my, my, my basic assessment, man, was I was horribly, horribly disappointed. Yeah. Um, I expected a lot from this movie when I heard that, you know, Fidi Alvarez was working on the story and I thought was producing it. I knew he wasn't directing it, but I thought, you know, hey, we're going to have something pretty cool here because I love Don't Breathe. 
You know, I think that the Evil Dead remake is one of the greatest remakes of all time. That's high praise. Um, and and uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love it. I think it was a fantastic remake. So I was like, you know, if we're going to put this in the hands of somebody, um, you know, these are pretty capable hands. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, they're going to make like all the other, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies did not exist. And uh, we'll just go back to, you know, the original movie and that they're going to have somebody kind of playing the parts that Marilyn Burns played in the original movie, Sally uh, Hardesty. Okay. And I thought, okay, cool. I'm, I'm interested to see what's happening here. And then I watched the movie and almost from the get go, I was like, eh, you know, 15 minutes in, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of having my doubts already, which is not a good sign. Yeah. Um, you know. Sure, let's go ahead and let's take some shots at millennials and, you know, Generation Z because, frankly, they can fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> On the but, surface, um, I was I was excited about it, too, just be, to agree with what you said. Um, the aspect that it was basically, like what Halloween did, a true sequel to the original. Um, yeah. There was a couple things that I saw early that made me excited for this. One that we've never seen before. Like they portrayed Leatherface as a normal dude that was just caring for this lady. Um, Mm -hmm. You hadn't seen him interact with other people other than the, the, to me, the best version aside from the original is the Arlie Ermey one. Um, You haven't seen the, yeah, the platinum dunes one. Yeah. Didn't have the whole messed up family and all that stuff, which I was fine with, but Holy shit, did it take a turn south quick? That's where I kind of have to diverge with you a little bit, too, because I think the the whole thing that makes Texas Chainsaw work in any incarnation, (laughs) pun intended, is that uh, the Saw is family. Oh, I agree. Totally. I just was like, if this is a new direction they're going to go, okay, I'll I'll bite. This is kind of neat. Like, they didn't even show his face, really, for a while. I mean, they did eventually, but um, I don't know. I just... Have you ever seen in a movie a group of victims that were so dumb in your entire life? Um, well, yeah, because, I mean, when we kind of, you know, if we think about the 1980s and everything, that's really kind of what a lot of these, uh, you know, sequel machines became was it was just, you know, let's have some of the most deplorable people we can have and let's actually root for the killers to actually kill them off, which, you know, I think works for a little while. But after you kind of reach a certain point and everything like that, I mean, really, the story's not going to go anywhere if you don't give a rat's ass about some of the characters. Right. And honestly, I, I could give two fucks in a rolling donut for any of the characters in this movie. Rolling what, donut. What kind of donut? Is it chocolate? Does it have sprinkles on it? Let's, let's get into the, the nitty gritty here, Chris. Uh, oh, dude, it's, it's a Boston cream, dude. It's a Boston cream. God bless you. Greatest donut of all time. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. Yeah. Um, I, okay, here's another question for you specifically, because I thought of you when I was watching this movie quite a bit, actually. To, what, what is Chris going to think about this? I, th- I did not think at all in this movie that the mask that, hit, that they put on him was scary in any way whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, he just he cut that one chick's face off and then just wore it, and I was like, okay. Or was it a guy? I can't even remember. It was outside, like, the bus or whatever after it crashed into that combine or whatever the hell it was. It was, the, um, the, the, it was the lady yeah, that, was it? That, that he pulled out of the window. No, the was cop. I'm sorry. You cut it off the the, so it was the cop that was in the back of the ambulance with... Uh, correct, because the blonde was okay. awake watching it happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. She okay. was on the radio. Um, yeah, it was kind of nondescript. I mean, you know, for a movie where like a lot of the effects and stuff were actually like one of the points of praise, you know, I kind of said, you know, the effects are really good. I love the fact that they went practical with most everything. Right. And uh, I thought everything was good. But yeah, the, uh, the, the mask itself was a little, uh, a little underwhelming. It just, it looked like a big piece of melted candle wax and they just cut out a sloppy eye, sloppy eye and a mouth. It, it just, it, well, you it, see, it, it was Texas. I thought that they were using a tortilla, although it wasn't really Texas. Apparently they filmed this in Eastern Europe too. So that's, you, I think that's another reason why the movie feels so weird. I mean, because it did, it just it felt weird and alien. And, you know, Brandon and I were kind of talking about this because, you know, you watched it first. I kind of was just starting it when, you know, you had finished it. And then Brandon started it shortly after I started watching it. And then when he was done, you know, we were kind of rapping back and forth. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, you know, yeah, I thought he put a tortilla on his face. They would have been canceled so fast. <laughs> If you put a tortilla on If you put a tortilla. But yeah, again, racist. it is Texas. That's racist, man. You can't put tortillas Tortilla? on your face. Unless it's, unless it's vegan, gluten-free. Yeah, right? Um, I don't I just... It's t- t- I know it sounds weird to, to be excited to watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but I was. I, I was really excited for it. So was I. I've been counting down the house. But just... <laughs> terribly let let down by it and for me to say that i know i never say that but this movie i was just like and to me what one of the biggest thing they wasted and correct me if i don't know the answer to this is the lady that came back was she the original actress in the original movie no marilyn burns the actress that played sally Hardesty, she died i think just like last year okay maybe a year and a half ago so she had you know she had recently passed away but i was kind of shocked because the, the lady that they got olwyn fernier I honestly, i'm sorry for butchering her name right she was the woman that uh was in uh mandy with nicholas cage okay she was the older woman in that movie, and I, I thought she was pretty decent in that, too. So um, I thought, wow, she really looks a lot like Marilyn Burns, though, you know, if you had kind of projected out how Marilyn Burns would look, right? you know, 50 years beyond the fact. And, um, yeah, I thought, it, I thought you know, it was a piece of pretty good casting, but what a fucking waste of that lady, too, because I'm like, there's the story that she had gone on to become a Texas Ranger, which yep. I don't know if they were stealing pieces from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, where Dennis Hopper is playing Lefty Enright, who is supposed to be the uncle of <laughs> Sally and Franklin Hardesty from the first movie. See, that movie to um, me was fun. That was an entertaining well, I love movie. Texas <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. You know, with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they caught lightning in a bottle on that one. And I think that Toby Hooper was smart enough to know, you know what? we're not going to be able to make this work, you know, a second time around. So let's go in a completely different direction. And they made a satire. Yeah. You know, that's part of the reason why I kind of love Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. And people that say, what a horrible sequel. It's kind of like, well, you are just wanting more of the same, which I mean, is okay. Sometimes with a movie, you know, there's a lot of horror franchises out there where just give me more of that. And I'm going to be perfectly happy. But the things that made Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original, Still there? You're breaking up really bad. You there? Chris. Chris. All right, I'll call him back. You still there? All right, I have, I've, uh, I'll try and call him back and see if we get the uh, the connection a little bit better. But um, 
I, I just, uh, man, I was let down big time. Oh, because when I asked you if you saw it, you went, ooh. I thought you meant like, yeah, I liked it. And when do you ever know me to say something about a movie like that? Never. It's, there was, man, I, I was home by myself. Ladies out doing lady things. And, man, it was such a bummer. Well. The drama. That would explain why it sounded so bad. There you go. Hi, this is Chris. Leave me a message. <sighs> At the tone, oh, I'm gonna leave please a message. record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang oh my up goodness. or press 1 for more options. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sounds like it's time to upgrade right, that call- phone. He's calling you right now. <laughs> and an accept. <laughs> All right, I just left you a voicemail. We were losing you really bad. Yeah, well, I, it turns out what happened is that, you know, I'm walking my dog right now. Uh-huh. And when a 100-pound hundred, hundred American bulldog wants to look at something, he just <laughs> goes in that direction. So the phone fell out of my pocket, and I had walked like a half block away from my phone, not even realizing I had dropped my phone. That and just I'm made it. That, yeah, I'm wearing a set of earbuds right now, so that's why I was able to talk for a while. I can hear you guys. All right, cool. That, that's the best part of this but, whole podcast right now. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, I, I would what you were saying about Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I would compare that to it's to me. It's no different than um, Army of Darkness compared to the original Evil Dead. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, but it was just, I don't know. I was let that to me, the biggest letdown of the movie was the waste of, of that old lady character because yeah. I thought this is where they're going to save the movie. And I could not have been farther from the truth. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so they got rid of her right out of the get go. And I'm like, seriously, like, but it's like, okay, let's just watch this train wreck and see how bad it gets. And, and it just, it, yeah, it's just stupid. It's fucking stupid, plain and simple. Fucking stupid. It was a waste of time. The people that directed the movie and the guy that actually wrote the script, because it turns out Fede Alvarez only did got a story credit on this movie. So that means that his involvement was teeny tiny, and they are just using his name to try to sell the movie, which kind of pisses me off. Yeah. But, I mean, truth be told is that the writer and the director on this movie have no idea what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is all about. Blue. I they I have no clue. Yeah, it was uh and then the one character that it kind of like I kind of had interest in was the uh the the badass mechanic. And Yeah, he was kind of I'll, I'll go with there. Briefly. He was actually an interesting character. And it turns out that nobody knows when you're going to try and shoot someone to shoot him in the fucking head or chest, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Y- you could nitpick that probably in a lot of movies, but I just wanted to get your take on it. It was cool to to actually have you on again in some aspect. So, Chris, what what did you think of the trailer for that Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Did you watch the trailer? Yeah, I saw the trailer when they first released it and everything, and I thought, okay, here we go. This is going to be an interesting take. Because it creeped me the uh, fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, cinematically, I, I'm, I got to, you know, if I'm going to shit on something, I need to give a little bit of praise there. You know, and earlier I kind of mentioned that I thought the, the effects were really, really good. Right. You know, the fact that they had gone practical and everything. And some of those kills are awesome. You know, there's some of them that we've kind of seen before, like the whole when they're on the bus and the chainsaw right through the shoulder, you know, and kind of bisecting that one guy. was something yes. that they did in the, the Dawn of the Dead remake back in 2003 that yep. um, Zack Snyder had done. Um, you know, so I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, and the cinematography was pretty darn good too. There were some images that they captured there. I mean, like the whole thing with 
you know, Leatherface in the friggin' sunflower field. That was... That's the part that creeped me the fuck out. That's an awesome shot. (laughs) And there were quite a few of those, you know? It's like, you know, okay, well, these guys have some talent for composition, but I'm going to put that on the director of photography and not on the director or the writer. Right. Um, Because it was was like a paint-by-numbers kit. They were basically going through and pulling every possible cliche that you can out of horror films... You know, and I think they were trying to kind of harp on the whole, you know, Halloween, Halloween kills. And yep. I guess as of yesterday, Jamie Lee Curtis is done filming Halloween ends. I saw that. Um, you know, I think that they were trying to kind of follow that a little too closely. But it's like, you know, you guys can't really you, you got to tell a fucking story. You can't just have a greatest hits, you know, of cliches from other horror films. You know, that was kind of a, a bad choice on their part and it obviously showed you know the thing that kind of surprised me is like so many people that were kind of like oh man i'm so stoked this is so awesome it's like the best one since the original and i'm like did you and i watch the same fucking movie because i don't think uh, you were watching the same movie i was watching because the movie i was watching was kind of a piece of shit yeah it i don't honestly i don't even think it was even scary <laughs> at all no well well, well, well. Who's Mr. Hoity Toity now? Yeah, it's I it's I mean I know Greg, you're not a horror movie guy. Unfortunately, um, but I'm, I'm getting where I can do them more, but it's not my genre of choice. I I would say that when Halloween comes around or when when our October season starts off and I see if you agree with me, Chris, I would watch the original, then I would watch the Arlie Ermy version and then watch this one and tell us it, how wh- where you think that See, it stands at the risk of losing my man card um I, I i'm not i've never watched a lot of horror movies i have watched significantly more horror movies since i've gotten together with my current wife because she likes them right um and there are several that i do want to watch uh because of what i hear you guys talk about on your podcast you you mm-hmm. make you make it sound like I'm gonna be a watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon the way you guys talk about him because you're always so giddy and I'm always like oh <laughs> my god oh my god this is gonna scare you. but one of the movies even though I've delved into the the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the the Jasons and the, mm-hmm. the and the 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 Mike Michael Myers the one that I've never been able to bring myself to watch is Texas Chainsaw Massacre you have to watch the yeah. original because it is from what I and I know a lot about it. You never even really see anybody get beat up with a chainsaw in it. I don't think, right? It's oh, just... I mean, for 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 the what they said that movie was back in the nineteen seventies and everything like that. Yeah, it is. It is so bloodless. I mean, really, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not a gore fest in any way, shape, or form. I mean, a lot of the images that they kind of set up and everything, you know, that's probably the genius of Toby Hooper right there, is that he knew right when to cut away or, you know, how to obscure a shot where you kind of know what's happening, but you don't actually see it. There see, was... that scares me more than actually seeing it. What you can't... And that's what makes it effective. Yeah, when it's done right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... It's, it's, I feel, I can't tell you how happy I am that Chris is justifying everything that I'm saying. I've <laughs> oh, never yeah, no, felt, I mean, they, they, I've never felt they so made smart. This particular movie, you know, all the things that they said that Texas Chainsaw 74 was, uh, they kind of did in this movie because really, Texas Chainsaw Master, it's, it's, it's the atmosphere of depravity that is what makes that movie so absolutely horrifying. And in some ways, if you kind of look at it too, it's fucking funny as hell too, because it's just it so extreme and right. so beyond you know 
you know what a, what a rational movie could be. Um, so you know, to be to kind of tell a little, little story of school here and everything. The first time I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the movie had a huge reputation before I actually, you know, got to see the movie. Right. And the first time I watched the movie, I was depressed. I was like, this is not good at all. Because all the things that, you know, the hype surrounded the movie, that's kind of what built my expectations for what it was. Now, as I got older and began to understand more about storytelling and filmmaking and all those kinds of things, I can look at it and say, this movie's a fucking masterpiece. And it well deserves to be, you know, in the Library of Congress. But, uh, but yeah, you know, this, this to even Texas to uh, even fur- further what you just said, like when I saw it, I was probably too young to see it. It was probably around the same time that I saw Friday Two, maybe maybe before that. Um, no, actually, it was after because Jason was the first one to make me actually lose sleep. The things that stand out in that movie the most, and I haven't seen it in a long, long time, but the images that I remember freaking me the hell out were two things. One, the guy walking through the kitchen or whatever it was and all the chicken bones hanging up. And then two, the one that really gets me is when I think it's toward the end where he slams that iron door. Oh, yeah. I I don't know why. Actually, that's that's it, pretty early in the movie. That's like pretty much the first kill where it, the guy goes in in the gang shirt and he hits him with the hammer and then drags his body. <laughs> all his feet are all twitching and everything. And then yeah, he slams the door. I got goosebumps uh, thinking of that iron door shutting literally. And I haven't seen this movie probably in twenty years. But that image, I will never forget. And I'll probably end up rewatching this movie at some point. But I, iconic. Uh, it's yeah, it's so good. But yeah, it's um. Chris, I have a question for you. Sure. So I have only seen, I think in the theaters in the last two years, I've only seen two movies. One was The Suicide Squad. Mike and I went and saw that. But the other one was a movie that I don't typically go to theaters to see, and that was Halloween Kills. Okay. How did you feel about Halloween Kills? Um, there were a lot of things I liked about it, and there were a few things that I really didn't like about it. The whole, you know, Evil Dies Tonight thing seemed a little ridiculous to me. Fair. Yeah. Um. You know, I thought, you know, Halloween, the, what is it, 2018? Yeah. The 2018? Yes. Kind of sequel there and everything like that. I thought it was a great free movie. I thought that it, like, set things up very, very well and everything. And then there were certain things that kind of in Halloween Kills that I enjoyed, but there were other things, too, that I just felt, you know, a little strange about. Like, Michael Myers going through all the firemen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as as cool as that was and everything like that, it just it felt a little bit off. You know, there was there were certain beats that really didn't quite hit for me and everything. And right. I can kind of understand why they did that and everything. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It just it didn't quite sit right with me. You that, know, that's how I felt. From some of the power, I'm 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 you know I'm really kind of waiting to see when they drop, you know, Halloween ends and everything like that, and then go back and watch all three and just kind of think of them as, you know, one story, which that's really what it is. It might play better. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't. Um, and I've only watched it once. You know, I need to go back and do kind of a rewatch on it and everything, and I may feel, you know, very different about that. Um, but... I didn't like the whole mob mentality scene in the hospital. I, I thought that was not what a Halloween movie was. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things that, you know, I think it was an interesting idea that could have been played out really, really well, because, you know, this idea of the hysteria created by this one character really turning the citizens into violent monsters 
Um, I thought that was an interesting place to go, and that's probably what didn't sit right with me. I think the execution was a little off. I think that that could have been like, you know, you guys had the right idea. You just called the wrong play. Yeah. That's all. Good enough. So real quick, I mean, since he brought up Halloween, did you see and what were your thoughts on Rob Zombie's two movies? Um, I only saw Rob Zombie's first movie. Okay. And I saw it in the theater with a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, on first watch, you know, I kind of liked it, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, it was definitely a different take on Halloween, which I think is kind of an important thing to do. You know, take it in a new direction. Let's kind of delve in some things that, you know, were not really addressed in like the original, which I think is probably the important thing that, you know, all remakes should do. You know, if we're going to kind of talk about remakes, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel and, you know, even the Evil Dead remake that Fidi Alvarez did and everything, they kind of take the, uh, the, um, I don't know, the mantle, the trappings, you yeah. know, it, you know, it, it looks like the original movie and everything, but really what they kind of play out within that sandbox is a lot different than what was done in the original movie. That's part of what makes it fresh and exciting. You know, you kind of play to the familiar. It's not too much fan service. You get a little bit of fan service in there, but you sure. do something really, really different with it. Yeah, and, um, I, I told yeah, Greg I that that's, that's what works. I told Greg that he he definitely should watch it. I the best way to describe to me the the first Rob Zombie one, it's an uncomfortable watch, but the backstory on Michael I thought was fantastic because yeah, now I it was interesting. Now you now okay now you get it. Um, I thought that Michael was definitely scarier. That dude was a monster. Um, Tyler Mean, dude, he's huge. He's so yeah, exactly. It's um Ajax. He, it's I I enjoyed it. It's just um it's uncomfortable because it's brutal, violent, and you know obviously the language is is what it is. But yeah, um, damn, you're rooting for Michael to kill that deadbeat boyfriend. At, you know earlier in the movie, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just see some understanding into who he is, but you know it doesn't also you know for the people that are purists and stuff and kind of you know piss on it and everything. I'm like okay, well. And Everybody's I and entitled I, their opinion. And I understand that too because not knowing kind of makes it better. Just yeah, exactly. You don't have but, to have there doesn't always have to be an explanation. But you know, at that point too, there had been like five how well actually I'm sorry, take that back. There wouldn't have been five. There'd been like eight Halloween movies. Yeah. And you know, it was just it was getting stale. Super, yep. super stale. You know, even Halloween H two O, they brought back Jane Lee Curtis for that one and everything. And it was nice to kind of see her there, but it just, you know, it just, it wasn't working. And the things that kind of made Halloween special, um, you know, it's that lightning in a bottle thing, you know, yep. trying to kind of recreate that, you know, it, it's not, I'm not saying that it's absolutely impossible, but, you know, the probability of being able to pull it off in the same kind of way that you did with the original, you know, it's just tough to do. It's yeah. Really, really tough to do. Halloween is my favorite horror movie, uh, even though I'm nowhere near as versed as e- either you guys are. But I will say that I could not, I was absolutely hated Halloween too. I, I thought it was yeah. one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, except for, I did stumble across this horror movie the other night that I was watching, and I recommend to both of you if you want to have the shit scared out of you. And it's the live action version of the Fat Albert movie. That's some, <laughs> oh, yeah? that's some scary shit right there. As long as Mushmouth's in it, I don't care. <laughs> I'm totally Obi in. Obi Katie. Obi Um So I, I, to, I to kind of wrap up the the chainsaw talk. Do you think that they do another one? I mean, someone's going to reboot it at some point, right? 
Well, yeah, it's because I think we are kind of creatively bankrupt these days, which uh, is kind of sad. I mean, kind of. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be nice here. Fair. Uh, because because part of me is a little bit complicit. You know, there's there's certain things that I kind of, you know, I'll check it out. You know, but it really is it really any different? You know, we, we in the '80s, you know, we got a million and a half sequels to stuff. Sure. You know, and as as long as it's making money. They're well, going to justify making them. You that's know? the end all be all, right? That they're going to make them good, but they understand that it's diminishing returns. You know, you're going to have a smaller budget, but you know, if you can still pull in some scratch, you know, that makes it all worthwhile for them. Every once in a while, you know, you're going to get a new, young, an up and comer, you know, director or writer that's going to have a really cool take on the whole story, and you know, it may kind of actually generally does more for their career than it does for the franchise itself, but. You know, sometimes as a viewer, you know, we, we get a little pleasant surprise in there. And, you know, I guess I can kind of hope for that. But All right. So yeah. here, here's here's my last question. And it just okay. popped into my head when you said the name recently. Do you because th- if 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 they were going to do another one someday and inevitably someone will because Leatherface is on the Mount Rushmore of slashers. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could this one person redo it just like similar to what the older one, the original was with, you know, based off visuals and all that kind of stuff. Could Zack Snyder do a legit Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Because I love the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder's a good stylist. You know, if you look at all the movies that he's made and everything, you know, they look absolutely fantastic. Right. I think if you let somebody else write it... (laughs) And then just him shoot then, it. Uh, then, then let him shoot it. You know, you might get something kind of interesting there. But you know, and I'm not going to shit on Zack Snyder. Oh no, I, I, I'm I a like huge that. fan of. Him. I love Zack Snyder, and I've I've said it from day one. I that new Justice League movie to me is awesome, and I I, I own it. I love it. Um, but just the way he makes movies, I, there's just something about it. I I just love it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it remains to be seen. So we, yeah. we shall see. We it's, shall um, definitely see because I'm sure something will be coming at some point. But I do and think if it's going to be good, less is more. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, that's the lesson that you need to learn from the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the first I mean, Halloween movie. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for how, I mean, it's still considered one of the most successful motion pictures of all time based upon, you know, budget to total pull. Yeah. You know, Halloween was the most successful independent film for many, 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 many years until Blair Witch came along. Yeah. As many times of as course, I... if you like Blair Witch, you know, please make sure you check out the Density Drive-In episode we have with Dan Myrick, director of Blair Witch Project. Hey, there, in which I already have checked it out, Chris, just so you know. I yes. checked it. I checked it well, out twice just so I could make fun of you on the second, the second uh, listening. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, when you when you when you guys said um, you know this is uh, such and such and he directed this and we went to school with him and this and that and I'm like holy holy shit wait you're just gonna gloss over Blair Witch Project these guys these, <laughs> yeah like these guys are, are, they, are these guys have like a like a twenty twenty room mansion that they're recording in they're pulling in directors like that they do that was that was a great episode uh, speaking <laughs> of that we do I need wish. to get you two clowns back in here by all the your way. all your episodes are great I I. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Well, coming from a guy who doesn't even watch a lot of horror movies, it, it, it and or have a lot of listeners. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so, like when I listen, when I listen to it, it's like I've always kind of been intrigued by horror movies, but I've been, never been like, uh, you know, what, I'm gonna sit down and watch that. No, I yeah. just never, just never did because 
One of my earliest memories of horror movies is my buddy was 14 and he had a birthday party and we all went and stayed at his house and we were there, me and five, five of our friends, we were there and they got five movies that night to watch. One of them was Better Off Dead. One of them was one, uh, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. One of them was Armed and Dangerous, which is that's the <gasps> one with John, John Candy and Eugene, Eugene Levy. Levy. Uh, one of them Stephen Rails back at the very end of that movie too. Yep, one of them was um, uh, One Crazy Summer, which was the sequel, basically not an un- mm-hmm. un- 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 actual sequel. I can't remember the fourth one, but the fifth one was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and they played that for like ten minutes. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go sit out by the pool. I'm it, and it just it. I'm even good. though I was <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't. It was. I mean, I'm not. A, I don't consider myself a pussy. But it was just not something that that's I, okay. Everybody else does it for you, Greg. Thank you. I appreciate that very much because that's the vibe that I've been throwing out. That's what it says um, in the yearbook. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that that is my yearbook statement. I don't consider myself a pussy, but I am. Um, so we, we know why you joined the core, dude. There you it know. is. There it is. Uh, to crayons. Oh God, the purple ones are so exactly. good. Great. I know. So, but it just from that point on, it was just like it was never inter- anything that I was really interested in because it just wasn't something that I grew up watching because my parents didn't watch them, right? You know, and it, and it wasn't readily available. So, but yeah, you know, I, I I watched some of these movies and I'm like, oh my god, those movies were so good. Like Susan for the podcast that I do with her, she makes me watch horror movies every now and then, and uh, I'll pick, I'll, I'll watch it, and I'll be like, okay, you know what, that that really wasn't that bad. Oh, see, so, I smell original Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode coming. Uh oh. Probably not. There you go. Probably not. Watch it with the lights on. You'll be fine. <laughs> and, well, you know, as a kid, you know, I, I'm not going to say that like horror movies didn't scare the crap out of me because they did, and I would have horrible nightmares. But Legit. There was there was something about it that I couldn't couldn't stay away. You know, I had to keep going back to that you know that tainted well, and uh, you know checking that stuff out and everything. And one of the things that I really like fell in love with was like those kind of omnibus movies where it's like, you know, they're scene movies where they just show like scenes and stuff and talk about, you know, yes. you know, like, uh, like in search of darkness, you know, you guys are familiar with that movie. No, it's a documentary. Um, you can, it's streaming in all kinds of places. They've done a volume one, a volume two, and there's volume three that's coming out. So you're going to wind up with like 12 hours of explorations of the craziest horror films of the 1980s. Oh, see, I would watch and that. If you, if you guys, if you, if you guys haven't seen that movie, you know, check it out because it goes through just gives you little kind of snippets and scenes and people talking about the making of movies. And I used to love that kind of stuff, you know, because you know, going on to become a theater guy and everything, you know, the making and storytelling aspects of that, you know, another thing that really attracted me. So, without actually even having to like watch certain movies as a, as a young kid, I knew all about them because I'd watched these movies that were kind of making up documentaries and featurettes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, a little of that gets put into our podcast too, you know, dead city drive. And Hey, if you don't want to watch the movie, that's fine. You can listen to us talk about it. Yep. You can feel like you watched it. <laughs> I do. And I, and I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I really, I, I like how you break them down into the categories too. I have always enjoyed it. I do. I just remembered one thing I wanted to ask you. Um, yes. One of the first horror movies after Halloween that Susan had me watch was Scream, which is it's 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 as good as Halloween, really, because of the way it 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 changed the genre. Have you seen the new one? No, I have not seen the new one yet. Okay, me, me neither. Okay, I wanted to know if I just wanted to see if you could tell me it was a thumbs up or thumbs I, down. You know, it's it, it's kind of hard. You know, to it'll be streaming because, soon. Well, you know, Wes Craven's not involved in it. You know. We, Lost the great Wes Craven five yep. years ago now. Yeah, so, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, well, I get you get mixed reviews. It's hard. Yep. It's hard to go yeah. off the reviews because some people are like this is great. Some people are like it's it's crap. 
And well, oh, so they're pe- saying the same thing about the Chainsaw movie right now too. You know, and it's I guess you know opinions are like assholes. Everybody's, Everybody's got, got one. one. Most yep. of them stink. Yeah. Some people have two, and then you just stay away from those people. Most people talk um, out of one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Well, that's all. Cool. Well, thanks, Chris. I'll let you get back to your dog walk. It was uh, oh, yeah. I for some cool. reason I just was like I have to get Chris on here to to talk, to talk about this movie because I was in, in very excited and extremely disappointed for the first time in a long time. Yeah, we. Well, when we, I guess the good part is is that we've got tons of other movies that are going to be coming down the pipe, you know. So absolutely. they keep making them, and we've got other things that we can go through, and we can watch and and hopefully. Uh, make up for it so for i can sure. count on one finger the number of times mike's told me he watched a movie and that he didn't like it <laughs> does not happen often yeah, yeah it doesn't happen often it's kind of like my version but, of know, haley's comet exactly there we go speaking of haley's comet man go back and watch uh, life force <laughs> <laughs> jesus just for matilda may you, uh, have you greg have you seen life force no but i've heard of it i think you guys talked okay. about it on one of your episodes didn't to- you yeah of course yeah. toby hooper the guy that made texas chainsaw massacre yes. directed life force well there you go and uh I'll have you to... gotta you gotta watch that movie just for you i will watch that movie if you guys will come back on the podcast for our anniversary again oh we will totally come back i'm telling you you know that, that one little kind of special episode we've been talking about wink wink nudge nudge you know that i'll keep kind of a secret right now yeah uh i i, I think we still we, we got to do that we got to do it okay uh you've got my number dude yes i do i do miss you a little bit well a little bit okay a lot a lot okay you're a fun bastard well, I, I will have, say that i have shaved my back since then so you know that's and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you know someone cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, go pet the dog. Thanks, Chris. All righty, man. Thanks I will. Uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Th- thanks for making time for us. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure. All right, you thank take you, care. sir. You got it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. So that was uh, that was a uh, that the movie sack. Yeah. The, there we go. That that's. I mean. I will quickly go through the other shit that I had, but okay. that to me that was the most important because that was it's not often that I am totally let down, but now I feel totally justified. Um, but seriously, you have to watch the original. It, Susan should make you watch the original for. for I don't for know if Susan's seen it. That iron door, man. When that thing shuts, I get goosebumps, and not the good kind. <laughs> but like Chris said, the the thing about that one is it's not like there's no big special effects. There's no. It's just. The opening part of the movie, if I remember correctly, because it has been so long, it's newspaper clippings. It's being narrated like, you know, 1974, grisly crime, five people on a road, whatever. It's And there's this noise of an old school flash camera that is just continually going off. And when that does happen, you see a flash of a newspaper article, grisly murders, something, you know, whatever. You got to see it. I mean, okay. people that have seen it know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that movie's got images that I will never forget. And it's not because it's a impaled body or a torso cut in half or anything like that. It's the scary shit that you know is there, but you can't see it. It's a mind game. It is. And it's it's perfectly done. I got you. So there's that. So enough on that. Uh, to run through the rest of the bag, which is a couple things that I will quickly go through. Um, next week, finally... The fucking Batman comes out. I know we have tickets. We're yes, going we to see it on Thursday. Yep. No, is it Friday? Thursday. It is Thursday. Um, oh, it might be Wednesday. 
No, it's not because it's the the, there is an early screening on in IMAX that is was not in part the A list that I have. The membership was not available for this. You had to actually pay for tickets uh, for early screenings. Sold out right away. Of course, it did. This movie is going to make all the money, and I hope it's half as good. Thursday at three. There Thursday. I hope this movie is half as good as what my expectations are, and I know my bar is low. But everything I've seen about this, it looks incredible. Dark. It to me, this movie reminds the trailers, all this, the music, everything reminds me of the movie Seven. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, one thing, and I know I shared it in our text with Richard. Uh, Robert Pattinson has talked glowingly about this character and how hard it was to do and all this stuff, but he loved it, every part of it. The fact that he didn't know about the greatest detective, kind of. Um, ID, ID, you know, I, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. What he's known for as being the world's greatest detective, he wasn't aware of that. But going back and doing research and stuff on it, he said this movie plays that out perfectly. And I know that's what we we haven't seen yet, really. I thought we saw glimpses of it in The Dark Knight, where he's investigating the fingerprints and the tools to put put the brick together. You know, cut out the bullet, assemble figure. You you got glimpses of it, but that movie was all about action, and it, all, it was all about I the agree. Joker. Yeah, I agree. And then it was Bane, and loved them, loved all three of them, but we've never really got that detective aspect of it, and Correct. apparently this movie um, is all about that. Now, I did, I sent you a text on HBO Max. There's an animated movie called Batman Year One. Yep. There's two things that if you're excited to see this movie, you should go watch. One is... Batman Year One, it's an hour long. It's not a long watch. It's an animated movie on HBO Max. It's literally, it's him becoming Batman um, and Bruce, or not Bruce, Jim Gordon going through a corrupt police department and then how they kind of come together at the end. Not really a spoiler, but... And then also the other thing you really should watch, which is on HBO Max, is Batman The Long Halloween, which is a two-part movie. Which is also has aspects of this in this new movie. Yeah, I've read that. I've read that one. Yeah, I brought and you the I book actually, to read, and I actually own Year One on Amazon Digital that I've never read it. So it's fantastic. Yeah, I um, can imagine it. Probably it's an is. easy watch, an hour long, and their animated movies are always great. This is no different. Good enough. Very good. Um, actually, Jim Gordon is voiced by Brian Cranston. It's awesome. Nice. Uh, the next thing, uh, I mean, we're all aware about it. We all know about it. Obi-Wan comes out on May 25th. Mm-hmm. And I th- was really disappointed that it didn't come out on May 4th until I found out why. Because May 25th is the 45th year anniversary of New Hope being released. Yep. Holy shit balls. 45. 45 years. I was five. I was barely around. Literally, I was three. You were four. Yeah, I was four. Born in 73. Yep. It's crazy to think that. Um, I just, I have to bring this up because I have engrossed in this show and I'm all caught up 1883. It's amazing. Um, the whole Oregon trail story, there's no real huge plot point to this other than them trying to make the journey. Yep. And it's everything. It's so dumb to say everything in the game is in this show because it's all historically historically accurate. That was fun to say. Good enough. The weather. The terrain, the Indians, um, excuse me, food, storms. Uh, last week there was a huge tornado that happened. There was a huge storm, and then what do you do when your wagon's gone 
And then you got to fucking... You, you got to go get Bill it, Paxton and Helen Hunt. Sh- yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> you don't want to give away the ending. Um, this show is doing so good. Yellowstone is so popular that they've already announced that they're coming out with another series, and this is not a joke, called 1935, which will follow another generation of the Dutton family going through the 35, which was the the end of the Wild West, the, the start of the Depression or whatever. Um, it's uh-huh. just another... Depression was in full swing. It's just another generation of Duttons, which obviously leads up to whatever. I mean, there's no details, but they just said, hey, why not? And if they're going to keep making them this good, I'll watch. Um, it's a cool TV universe, really, because it's just a big, long series leading up to the series that everybody loves now. Yep. Um, and then the last thing... Star Trek Four is finally going to happen. Yeah, they, they're talking about that. Finally. Game. I mean, Jesus. These movies were so good. And I'm not a Star Trek guy, but I love these movies. Uh, Star Trek, and then what was the second one? The In the series? Yeah. There was Star Trek. There was uh, Star Trek Beyond. That was the third one. Beyond was so good. And then the second one was with... Uh, Khan. Cumber Khan. Yeah. Um, can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I. You know what? Beyond didn't impress me. No. Yeah, I don't know why. I just didn't. It, it, I. I, pro- I own it. I could probably go back and watch it again. Yeah. But when I watched it, I was just like, eh. It was. I think it was still good. Yeah. It was still good. I mean, um, Star Trek movie. Yeah. Two is uh, my favorite. The 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 one with Khan. Which one? The. The new Khan. this series. Okay. I, the old ones are good. What I. I the just, old ones are good if you watch the even numbers. I'm just two four not, six. I'm just not a huge fan. Understand, but these J.J. Abrams movies. Well, Star Trek, Star are Trek, great. The, the original ones with Shatner and those was good, but it was significantly more story driven, which is not your thing. Right, and I'm not saying that to be mean. You like you like the action. The I new, do, but it's the new. I still, Trek, I want to have something legitimate happening. Yeah. The new Star Trek movies are uh, they're gorgeous, and there's and there's there's really good action in them. So I thought the second one. The reason I like the second one so much is because of, of what's going on and what's. Khan's motivations are. Like, I liked the second one significantly better uh, than the first one. I mean, the spoilers, me when you was, find out that those missiles are his people, yeah, that's genius. I like the fact that they made Khan not a whole a holy badass. He wasn't. He wasn't. A, he wasn't all bad. He was. Right. He was. He had you sympathized with him. Yeah, almost in a Thanos sort like, of way. I get it. Yeah, Thanos was right, by the way. Yeah, he probably was. Totally especially, right. especially if he had just like taking out half the people at jury duty. <laughs> That'd have been great. That'd have made for a more exciting day. Absolutely. Um, that that's all I got. I mean, I raced through it, but we went pretty long with Chris. Okay. No, which I, I was got fun. You. I got one thing I want to throw in. We were going to have a uh, Peacemaker and a Boba Fett discussion this week, but we will do that next week. Yep. Because I'm going to start a new segment in the sack. Oh And shit. what we're going to do is um, wild card. The, yeah, there are a lot of movies out there. I just that, watched that episode this morning. Of <laughs> wild card. It's always sunny. Oh. Jesus. Wild card! And then he jumps out the back of the van. That show is so fucking great. I just, I can't, I can't tell you. Every time I watch it, I laugh harder than the last time I watched it. It's just absolutely. I'm re-hooked on it right now. That's because why the I'm podcast. Watching. Their podcast is good. Yes. And it's funny to listen to them, like, and you're like, you're, they're normal. They're, they're like intelligent. And yes. you're like, no, this is not the guys on the show. So I'm going to take a movie that I should have seen, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to throw a review out. Oh, I like it. Tell you how I feel about it. So... Text this week's massacre. Maybe we'll see. I've got five, four or five at this point. Let's do this. Okay, first you do your review, 
and then I want you to give me the five, and I want to pick the one. Okay. All right. Fair All enough. Right. So this week is Django Unchained. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm not a mo- I'm not a massive Tarantino fan. Okay. And the reason I'm probably not a massive Tarantino fan is because the first Tarantino movie I saw was Reservoir Dogs. And even though I thought Reservoir Dogs was a good movie, right. the end scene with uh, Michael Madsen where he cuts off the cop's ear and lights him with fire. I mean, it's brilliant, but it's just, it was, it's deeply disturbing. That song, forever, Stuck and when I middle, hear it, yeah. it... You, you can't hear anything else except him I dancing. just see exactly. him dancing with his ear. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's deeply disturbing. Yeah. So, um, I don't run right out and watch Tarantino movies. Now, one of them that I did That's watch, fair. because I like Kurt Russell so much, was The Hateful Eight. And The Hateful Eight, I thought, was pretty good, but it could have been an hour shorter. It could have been, but it, it's Tarantino. He doesn't it, do that. He, he doesn't do that. So let's, so let's talk about Django Unchained. Uh, so I heard a lot of things about this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and basically, one of the things I heard about it was its prevalent use of, and we're going to say, the word. I'm yeah. not even going to say because uh, it's like 130-something times they say it. So we were going through- But I'll say this, period accurate. And that's where I'm going with this. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, that's no, that's okay. Um, there were scenes apparently that Samuel L. Jackson and and uh, Jamie Foxx had to tell Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, you you have to act like this because that's what we want. Blah 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 blah. Um, I was I, I was surprised by the movie. Uh, there were several things in it that I did quick, li- really liked. Great quote that I that article that I sent you. Mm-hmm. There's a great quote from Samuel Jackson telling Leonardo DiCaprio how to get through this. Hey man, it's just another Tuesday at work. Yeah. It's just another Tuesday at work for us. That is what he said. Um, There were several things about this movie that surprised me, and I will say overall, I really enjoyed this movie. It's a fun movie. But if you guys haven't watched it, this is a hard watch for a couple of reasons. But here's where we're going to go with this movie in Greg's world. Now, we're going to review this in Greg's world, okay? Okay. And we all know how Greg is. Greg has... You've given me the universe. Yep. Okay, so Tarantino justified the language and the things that they showed in this movie by saying he was making this movie period and culturally accurate. Yep. Okay. Um, the only thing that he made period and culturally accurate was white people throwing that word around. Okay. Okay. Um, Mandingo fights were not real. They did no? not. They did not exist. I mean, how would I know? I, I have no idea. I didn't know that either until I started researching it. And the reason is, is this, uh, a slave sold for like 800 bucks back then. Yeah. That was a lot of damn money. $800 back then was a lot of money. Smokeless gunpowder wasn't invented until 1884. So there's no way that all that... Okay. My problem that I couldn't find, but I don't understand how Django was so good with guns because there's no way that they're going to let a slave get his hand on guns. The movie plays better if he's good with guns. Agreed. But th- that's where I'm going with this. Some liberties have to be taken. The su- well, some liberties, yes, but but the, you'll you'll understand where I'm going. I get it. Sunglasses, especially the type he wore, it weren't invented until 1920. So good. None of the guns that they used in this movie were invented at the time of the movie that they say it happened. Dynamite wasn't invented until 1867. The song that the young lady was playing on the harp uh, in that scene um, when he's like, stop playing the harp, that song wasn't written until 1867. At the beginning, no, 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 just, just but listen. Just All right. Listen. All right, Brock, go stop, ahead. Stop it. Stop it. You're, I, I'm going somewhere with this. All right. Okay. I trust you. When he says at the beginning, when he negotiates with the, right at the very, the opening scene, where they've got Django and all the other slaves yep. that are walking, and he says, sold American. They didn't actually say that. That came from a Lucky Strike commercial in 1930. Um, 
Uh, the word Mandingo wasn't really used until 1957. It was a book that was written and then made into a movie. Germany wasn't even a country yet. It was Prussia. Um, Samuel Jackson said motherfucker. Surprisingly, Samuel L. Jackson is the only person in this movie that says motherfucker. He said it about 31 years early. The lanterns they used were not invented until 1867. And even though it was fun to watch the way the bodies reacted to gunshots in this movie, like when he shoots Clara, the what the sister. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it. When he shoots her and she literally blows out of the room. Oh, dude. Hysterical. It's hysterical. He's used that a number of times in his movies. He does it a lot. Yeah. And I'm all for it. They said the movie takes place in 1958, two years before the Civil War starts. Uh, the Civil War started in 1861. Okay. Slaves on horses was not uncommon because there were a lot of owners who would have their horse, their, their slaves work their horses and break their horses in. This was These are my two favorite parts. The bounties back then were not, they weren't taken that way. You couldn't just run up and blow them away and say, the bounties were typically 10% if they brought them in dead because they wanted them alive. Right. And the little gun thing, this little spring, Oh, yeah. They didn't even start working on trying to invent that until uh, 1939. Damn, you did some fucking work on I, this. I, well, I didn't, and, and this was just part of it. Now, here's, here's my thing. I don't have a problem with that stuff being in the movie because it made the movie fun. Correct. But you can't, in my opinion, say we're going to have those scenes with the way that they dealt with the slaves and do the things they do and say because we want it to be time relevant and then everything else in your movie not be. That kind of upsets me. Now, I've said that. This movie is fun to watch. Absolutely. I probably will never watch it again. Because there are some parts that are super, super hard to see. There are some parts worth just fast forwarding and watching. Yes, the gun, the gunfight, um, the first gunfight in the house was amazing. Um, the his interaction with the three guys that were taking them to the to the to the mines mm-hmm. after one, which one of them was Tarantino, right? Fucking cracked me up. I laughed so goddamn hard watching the scene with Don Johnson where they were all on the horses with the KKK hoods. Yes. I was I, I rewound it. I rewound that is it, a watched great it. Scene. I rewound it and showed it to Susan. I I I I just take kind of offense when you say I'm doing this because I want it to be one hundred percent. Hold on. And then you piss away the rest Let of it. Let me try and justify this for you. Okay. Quentin Tarantino is known for one thing and one thing more than anything other. Overblown dialogue that lasts 45 minutes? Dialogue. Yeah. So to make it historically accurate with dialogue and just putting all the other shit in for fun, that's just what he does. I know. but I ha- That's I, all. I have a problem with it. But why, though? It, you just got to... Because I don't think that you needed to do what you did with the half of it that you want. You could have You could have done that. I get what you're saying. In a much... But it's not like he was making Saving Private Ryan. No, he wasn't making Saving Private right. Ryan. Now, the one reason that he probably did do that was because that drives your revenge aspect, which but is the I, whole asp- underlying theme of the movie. But in my in in your honest opinion, do we really need to drive a slave's aspect against slave owners, a slave's revenge aspect? You know what I mean? I'm we, all for watching we, it. We 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 kind of know why he's doing that because his it. existence was miserable. It just makes the movie fun. It was it was a fun movie. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. And that's all that matters right there. That's not all that matters. It that's is all, all that, that matters. That's all that matters to you. 
That's all that matters to you. But how many people are watching this movie going, I don't think that was accurate. I don't think that was... I don't think so. Yeah, well... I don't think enough people... Then you need to go do some research on the internet. That's the last place I need to do research on. I've seen how people react on the internet. Not... Not being mean, just saying that this is this is wrong. This, there's a lot of people that look at it the way I do. Just because okay. you don't look at it that way doesn't mean I'm then wrong. I will say this then. The people that are going to the movies looking for that should not go to the movies. Because if you want to go and... Because they don't count? No, it's not that they don't count, but you're taking away... You're, I want to go to the movies to be what? Entertained. That's all I... When I go to a movie, I'm zoning out. Just make me have a good time. Or... In the case of a movie like Saving Private Ryan, it's not ed, it's not it's entertaining in a different way. If I'm watching Django Unchained, I'm not going in with a clipboard and a pencil saying, "Okay, I'm going to write down everything I think it was." An act. Oh. You're taking away the entire aspect of going to see the movies while you go in the first place, and that's to have fun and be entertained. Well, then he should have just gave him a case. If it doesn't matter at that point, because you can just do whatever you want. Do you understand what I'm saying there? I do, but okay. I, I will never be able to wrap my head around having that mentality to go to the movies. It, to, to me, it takes away it takes away I, the, the, the joy of it. But I don't go to the movies looking to pick it apart. I cease that when when things stand out that badly, that takes me out of the movie. That it's 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 like having a person in a. You know what? Okay, um, uh, attack Attack of the Clones. Hayden Christensen's acting takes you out of that movie, and the dialogue takes you out of that movie because it's so bad. Agreed. It's still a fun movie to watch. To a point, but you know he's going to be Darth Vader, so you're along for the ride anyway. True, but you, you're you telling me you couldn't have found somebody that could act or get better. But it it, ru- it it ruins that movie. I, To a point, yes. But forget that, because that that's... In a movie like Django, if you're sitting in the theater and you're thinking, well, Dynamite wasn't invented yet, just don't watch it then. Like You're, t- you're taking away the... The entertainment aspect of a movie, if you're just going to be focused on facts and this is wrong, this is wrong. To me, it's like I wouldn't even bother. Does that make sense? Like I'm not paying. No, it makes sense in the the sense that that's how you are, but you're acting like if I'm doing that, then I shouldn't go see a movie. I'm not saying that literally. I'm just saying you're not going to have as much fun to watch a movie if you're going to nitpick facts. But I just said it's And I'm a fun saying people in general, not just you. I just said it's a fun movie to watch. I get that. But I don't think you should... My point with this is you should not be able to do what he did and get away with what he did because he's saying, I'm making this culturally and timepiece relevant. But that's the only part of it that he made relevant. What? The rest of it he just threw out. And, and he added things in there that weren't actually happening. You again. See, you see what I'm saying? Again. Now, I didn't know any of that until after I watched the movie. I didn't know any of this until after I watched the movie. There you go. There were several things that I did realize. I knew Spoke this Gunpowder wasn't invented. I, uh, I knew that. Um, and, and when he pulled the gun out and he was shooting from his hip, that drives me crazy in a movie, too, because nobody's accurate from the hip. Nobody. Not even Rambo. Not even Schwarzenegger. <sighs> Now, Christoph Waltz is a fucking legend. Absolutely. He, I and um, one of the I know what movie you're going to pick next because he's in one of the other movies that I have. Uh, I I thought it was fun. I just didn't like. How, I understand. I, I'm okay with poetic license. I'm okay with having a couple things like the sunglasses because it's it's funny to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cracked up when he picked out his first outfit. 
and he was riding along in that purple that purple prince jumpsuit. Totally made me think of Blazing Saddles. <laughs> me too. Gucci Gucci saddlebag. Me too. I was laughing my ass off. Wild I just, West. I think that if you throw a couple of those things in there, that you're okay with it. Now, obviously, the song that she's playing on the harp, I had no idea that it wasn't written before because I know the song. Right. But then you're like, well, God, he could have done a, a little something. But I, I that that's just me. Fictional world is is what he does. Fictional. Well, it's a fictional universe, fictional world. But he's not building it as a fictional universe. Hold on. That's my problem. Here's He is, but what is the one glaring thing in that movie that people are going to have the biggest problem with? The, the, way, the way that they were talking. The use of the N-word, right? Yeah. Well, that's pretty important because back then, yeah, it, it was used. The, of course it was. So he has to, in my, and I'm totally guessing because I don't know the guy. I don't know him, for, obviously, but... You have to justify that by saying, look, you're going to watch this. You're going to bitch about it. Of course, people didn't bitch about it when this movie was made. But these days, you there would have to. There were a lot to... of people that did, actually. Yeah, but... but it, and that's okay. If you're uncomfortable with it, again, don't watch it. But I, it's, it's for me, it's movies. And if people are so focused on those facts, like, dude, don't watch a Tarantino movie then. Don't watch movies in general unless it's on the History Channel. You know what I mean? Well, that's not true. It is true because it's look how much work you did on that after watching a movie that you said was a good time. Five minutes. I know, but still, that's five minutes of picking a movie apart over historical facts, and that's about in a Tarantino movie. That's you know what I you know what I did. All I did was Google when was black powder, when was smokeless gunpowder invented because I I I knew right. that it was. There's a story about I think it's. Wild, Wild Bill Hickok or Billy the Kid or something. Yeah, somebody that throws a pistol, a, 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 a buffalo nickel in the air, mm-hmm. and then they shoot it three times. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember and exactly. They what say it that, is. and there are historians that say it can't possibly have happened because the story happened before smokeless gunpowder was invented. So if that did happen, that means he shot it the sec the second two times without being able to see it. Right. I just wanted to see because there's a lot of gunfight going on. I get and, it. And then I double checked a couple of things, and it was just. It was just one thing after another, after another, after another. And there's probably websites you can go to that will give you all the incorrect facts in movies, and that this was then, this this is wrong because it was. It's a movie. I just enjoy it, and that's just me. It's just one of those things. Agree to disagree, because to me, I, I, I we're not disagreeing because I, I think it's fine that you go and watch a movie and don't care. I don't because I, if that, if I think I, it's funny that you care that I go and have things that bother me about it. No, no. I To me, it just... It's not that I care or think it's... It, to me, it's like I feel bad that people think that way because it takes away the joy of going to see a movie or plopping down on the couch, popcorn, and watching a new movie. It didn't ruin the movie. I'm just surprised that he justified one half of the movie because he wanted... that that. That's what I'm getting at. I, they, what was it we were watching a couple weeks ago? What did I tell you I watched a couple weeks ago that there was something that came up and I was like, ah. Oh. And you're like, why did you even? I think Shit. I, I can't remember what we were talking about. But There's my awesome memory kicking in. Yeah, I my, don't remember. Mine too. And you were like. What was it? And you were like, I can't believe that you would. Keep going. It'll come to me. And you said, I can't believe that you would let something like that ruin the movie for you. And I said, I didn't let it ruin it. It just surprised me Shit, that it was, was it? it was right in my face. It'll you'll remember it yeah. when I leave. But yeah, of course <laughs> you'll remember it. I'll get a text on the way home. So having said that, um, it had a hundred million dollar budget. Which Jesus Christ, did it really? Yeah. What the hell did they spend a hundred million dollars? Well, the way, on? well, I'm sure a lot of that was salary. 
some big names I'm in that sure movie. It, was. it made thirty million opening weekend. That's it. Yeah. But it made one hundred and sixty-two million overall domestically. Oh, I'm sure. It made four hundred twenty-six million globally, which is yeah. a hit. It's pretty good. A hit. Yeah, like I was telling you, there's only one movie of his that I fucking hated, and that was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And gotcha. to me, it was just the storyline that should have been the focal point of the movie was like a side note. And that's the same thing Richard said. No, I haven't seen I haven't seen of his movies. I haven't seen uh, Inglorious Bastards, and that's one of the ones on the list. Crown Jewel. Um, I haven't seen either of the uh, Kill Bills, which Susan says Kill Bill 2 is amazing. It, they're awesome martial arts movies. And that one... Suspend all your disbelief and just watch the badass fights. Yeah, because that's and it's a revenge movie, and yeah. I am a sucker for revenge movies. What was the other? Um, I, I love seeing seen... I love seeing bad people get bad shit happen to them. Yeah, that's good. So those were two. Those are three of the movies. Uh, the other one was Blended, and that was for four. There was there's a couple other out there, but oh, the, those are the four on your list. Yeah. Um, dude, it's. <laughs> You may as well just watch Blended and then Glorious Bastards back to back. Okay. Well, I'm only going to do one a week, so. Watching Glorious Bastards first, because then when you watch Blended, you'll be like, okay, I feel better. <laughs> well, see, I've always wanted to see Inglorious Bastards. Again. It's just one of those situations that I'm not sure if, um, I'm just not completely sure if I watch it being a Tarantino movie, if it would have been worth my time. It's a World War II Nazi movie that is complete fiction. If you know that going in, you'll be fine. Okay. Because the story, I, I, I'm not going to say anything other than that. Just, just forget what actually happened in World War II and watch this movie, and you'll enjoy it so much more. All right. Sounds good. The guy that Let's, plays Hitler does a great job, too. Christopher Waltz. Oh, no. It's, that's what Christopher Waltz He's, he's uh, Christopher Waltz plays a very prominent, very effective he's a, Jew hunter. Yeah. That, that that's, that's his job. That's where he rose to... Prominence, I think, wasn't it? Or was it was it Django? No, I think it was Inglorious Bastards. Which one was first? I think it was Inglorious Bastards was first. I Django think was, Django was thirteen. Go ahead. So no, you, the, I'm, it, to me, it, it it's it doesn't matter. But you, you'll see how good Christopher Waltz is at playing a bad guy because <laughs> he is so I good. Can, I can only imagine. Oh, you'll see. Okay, so good. Great story too. All right, let's get to our list. All right. I gotta get to my son's birthday dinner. Oh shit! I didn't know. No, that's okay. Okay, yeah, Don't worry we, about it. We can go through. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to have a star, uh, a lister, Chris Holcomb on the show. So it's well, okay. It's not a big deal. I like to contribute every now and then. You do fine. Um, so we finished watching Peacemaker. Yep. Both loved it. I was so th- so thrilled that you loved it as much as you did. That's that's my favorite television show that I've seen in a long time. It's so good. Um, uh, absolutely fucking through the roof we will go into depth next week but absolutely that i have no this is almost a perfect television series action violence humor literal seriousness like dark moments like emotional moments it had I, it's tough to find a comic book series that gives you all of this and this one did in droves almost every episode had all those different aspects thrown in i uh Watched the first two episodes again with Susan this weekend mm-hmm. to show it to her. And the first two episodes are good, but they are not what like the third through fifth are because takes of off. the humor just goes through the roof after. So, yeah, there's it's never great. there's never a bad time to rock, Greg. It's <laughs> true. All right. So our top five list is going to be the things that we want to see in a second season. Yep. 
Um, I, I approach this as um, I want to see more of the dialogue and the the humor for sure. The storyline was something that I wasn't quite sure how to come up with. It. This was really this was actually a very very hard list for me. I didn't have. You said, you said uh, yours took you twenty seconds. So the only reason I say that is because I kept thinking these things throughout the series. Like, Fair. man, if they do another series, I how about this? Like how? And I I, I don't have store. I don't have plots. I Got just you. want stuff that I want to see in the second season. Okay, I have sort of plots, which is fine. Sort of. Yeah, you are a deeper person than I am. Do you want me to go first? I'm very easy. <laughs> go ahead. It's your I'm, birthday. I'm easy. It's your birthday too. All right. So to me, um, I think that the second season might revolve around Judo Master because <laughs> so he just funny. Got, he's hysterical. Now, so the Judo Master was actually um, was actually a good guy. He was a member of the Justice League, um, but he I guess they've completely reinvented him for mm-hmm. this, um, and he was a good guy in a bad guy role for this first season. Okay. So I think that they could probably bring him in and he could, there's two, two ways they could go with it. He could either put together a team to seek revenge on this team because he feels like they ruined the world, or he ends up having to team up with them to try and find a way to help save golf. It's not bad. I, I think that they kept this butterfly alive for a reason. Okay. And very, very well may have somehow. But there's a line, and I know I texted it to you, and the only because for some reason that line just stood out because it seemed like a total throwaway line when they were talking about this big, uh, what they call it, the cow, cow, about how the cow, if without that food, activate human torpedo. So goddamn funny. <laughs> totally missed. Spoilers. Um, there's a line if you go back and watch it. It's either in the second to last episode or the episode before that when they're talking about the butterflies. They can't. Without food, they only live two weeks. They're dead. So unless he's got more, because I know he poured out and he emptied that jar with the last food that he had. Um, I don't know. You could be right. Maybe they can they can find a chemist that can make make uh, who knows combo. You, yeah, you, you can do exactly. and justify anything. Multiverse man. Multiverse man fixes everything. <laughs> okay. Um, the first thing for me, and again, this is just stuff that came to my head while watching the show. I want at least a cameo or to have someone join from the original Suicide Squad movie. I know it can't be Boomerang. From the original Spoilers. Suicide Squad movie. Okay. Um, I mean... Which, it, which which one? The one with Will Smith or the... Correct. Okay. Yeah, because it's... They have to be... It has to be... What's the word? Canon. Because Harley. I mean... Well, you could have someone from... And Boomerang was was, was part of that. Um, you could have someone from the second... from. You could have someone from the Suicide Squad as well. You could. Yes. King Shark. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was in the movie, obviously. But I just... I want someone from the original Suicide Squad movie to come in. A character I would love to see is Katana. Yeah. Because you didn't see... I mean, she, that's a great character. Yes, it is. Um, with that sword that traps souls and peoples that she's killed. That is is cool i just anybody ideally the best would be will smith will smith and john cena together play would be awesome it'll never happen obviously probably not because well, money I don't know. Will, will smith is um not doing much yeah not much remaking shows that have no business being remade but that's just me i have i'm not i have no interest in will not no interest. i refuse apparently in one of the episodes carlton's doing uh cocaine why would i taint an, an amazing sitcom with, with no pass yeah. Uh, are you aware of who Red X is? Uh, yes. Okay. So here's my storyline for the second season. The second season is 
they end up going after someone named Red X because he's stealing. Because Red X is a like a cat burglar. Mm-hmm. He's stealing things, um, and they try and catch him, and end up stepping in the shit because they realize that Red X is actually Robin trying to infiltrate, which is actually kind of a storyline from the comic book, so I'm weaving it in together. Right. Um, he's actually trying to infiltrate and act like he's a bad guy to get into a, another organization, and the Peacemaker has to then help out Robin and some of the Teen Titans in and out, or the Titans in and out, to infiltrate some type of high-end Nazi whatever. You nailed it. Because now you can bring the Titans over. And, and, Which and, and, fucking absolutely would be dynamite. It I, would be awesome. Um, that's, fuck, I mean, I don't even want to read the rest of my list after reading that <laughs> or hearing that because that was awesome. I would love to see them loosely adapt the storyline from the animated movie of the Suicide Squad where they have to do something with Arkham. Either Arkham is taken over or or to some aspect where the Arkham Asylum is part of the storyline or maybe even just an episode or two and then something bigger and broader happens as a result of that's how the season starts and then something goes bigger from there. I don't know, but Arkham Asylum has... I. It, I would love for that to be incorporated to some extent. And the animated movie where Suicide Squad has to go into Arkham Asylum is fantastic. Is it on HBO Max? It should I, be. Everything's on there, isn't it? It seems like it. I, I don't know that. if it is or not, but Batman's in that one a little bit. He's not the main character. He's like a, a cameo. Right. Loosely. Joker's in it. He's locked up. Um, but Suicide Squad has to go into Arkham Asylum, and it is, it is it's awesome. Nice. Okay. Um there's a character in DC Comics called Wild Dog. He was in the Arrow TV show. Yes, he was. And and what's funny is I went through and looked up obscure people that we could bring out and use, and then as I'm pulling them out, I'm finding out he's in... That's he's what James in, Gunn does. Yeah, he's in Arrow. Um, so he was in the fifth season of, of Arrow, I think. So he's a, a Marine who uh, leaves the Marines because he kind of gets... He's around when some of his buddies get blown up, and then his girlfriend, who is uh, the daughter of a big-time mafia boss from Chicago ends up getting killed, and he gets all her money, so he tries to right her wrongs. I mean, in and of itself right there, that's that you put the two of those together, yep. and you can have all kinds of fun with it. Uh, it The end game is all pretty basic. I don't have anything that's like, that's like super stellar, like alien butterflies and stuff like that, but you know, with what happens with Amanda Waller in the last episode, are we really going to have this ability to have that team more, uh, some more? So. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. I'm all, I, it, it, it'd kind of be like a Peacemaker and maybe maybe the DC's version of the Punisher. Right. Not as dark as the Punisher, but I, I it could be it could be fun. Yep. I'm, God, that's that's when the Arrow series really started to take a nosedive. But um, the fact that they bring up these obscure characters that are actual characters in DC, you got to respect it. Yep. Um, number three, very easy, very small. Um, Again, probably will never happen, but I would love to see them interact with Batman to some extent because he's around. I think if it gets big enough, it could. It could, especially with, and I did not mention this at the beginning when I was talking about the Batman coming out, there is an HBO Max series coming out with Colin Farrell's Penguin. It's a spinoff of the movie, Um, and there are already talks of sequels, of the sequel being done with other stuff being involved on HBO Max. Well, if you remember... It Ab- works. Ab- Abinayo, is that her name? Ab- Abin- Abinayo, the, the, the black girl? 
that's on the yes. team. Yes, yep. Remember in the next last episode when she gets back with her wife and she yep. says, can't we just move back to Gotham? You don't remember oh, that? You don't I, remember? I don't. You didn't catch that line? I did not. Yeah. She says, I just want to go back to and Gotham. And that stuff usually does not get past it me. It doesn't. Um, that's awesome. That's so, fantastic. So there you go. You've got that. You know, I mean, there's a very seedy underworld in Gotham. Well, I did notice the diary that they planted had a Wayne Enterprises sticker on it. I caught that shit real quick. I saw that, too. Because I was watching it with Dylan. I'm like, did you see that sticker? Nice. He didn't, but I did. Okay. Uh, my number two is um, a storyline with Papa Midnight. Do you know who that is? I know the name, but I, okay. I Con- don't know. Constantine? Yes. So he was a bad guy until he realized that he needed to stay neutral, so he stays neutral. Mm-hmm. But we could do a butterfly invasion, but it could be an invasion with hell. You could have Papa Midnight involved, and you could bring even bring in Constantine. Please come back, Keanu. Uh, honestly, I'd rather see the actor that played Constantine on TV. He was good. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I still have not seen Constantine with Keanu Reeves, but it's sitting right there on HBO Max. Yeah, and I, I will I, watch. I it. haven't seen it either, but I, I mean, will watch let's, it. Let's be honest; it's Keanu Reeves. Come, come on. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? So, um, although if it stops him from making John Wick uh, four or five, six, then nine, I'm out 12, on it. Then get your ass out of Constantine and go make John Wick. Protect John Wick at all costs. Yes. Um, number two, it's kind of a tie-in with the first one, but I wanted to see this. I want to see this for a minimum. Minimum of two episodes, and that's Harley Quinn. I'd like for that to happen too, but I have to wonder. I have to wonder if that relationship isn't fractured because of the movie with him trying to kill Ratcatcher. You know what I mean? There's your story. Fair. There's the tension. I mean, right, right off the bat, that's your movie. That's your movie. <laughs> I mean, the thing between those two and Peacemaker just wanting to nail Harley, but I. I She's good. so good in that character. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. She's fantastic. I mean, when she killed that guy after she was borderline falling in love with him, and then she, like... Except for that monster in your pants. <laughs> so funny. That like, when she gets on the plane, sorry, had to take a number two. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Didn't really need to know that, but okay. At all. Okay, so as I'm going through the list of these obscure um, superheroes... One of them was named... I love he- the fact you did that. Heckler. One of them was named Heckler. And I'm like, okay. And it says, the, the, the first word, the first sentence is an anti-hero whose main weapon is sarcasm. So he's basically a normal guy who dresses up in a normal suit and goes out in vigilante justice, but he's a smartass about it. And you put him next to Cena? Did I miss my calling? Right. Anybody got James Gunn's number? I don't have it's I don't I don't have a sto- I don't have a storyline at all. Just the fact that you could have two guys don't need one. that would be talking back and forth and he's berating vigilante. Meanwhile, he's he's being sarcastic at some like it could be the wordplay could just be through the roof on that. And when I saw Heckler, I'm like, okay, that's it right there. <sighs> that's it. Especially with with the playoff between yeah, them and with Cena. Cena. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It would be amazing. They could be trying to outdo each other on comments after a kill. Yes. That's that's twenty minutes of an episode right there. Just them killing bad guys, or in a huge firefight, like in uh, Lord of the Rings when the, when uh, Gimli, and, Gimli and twenty three, twenty four. It still counts as one. Yes. Like you could have a huge fight, and those two just doing that after yep. each kill for like ten minutes. Absolutely, I'm here for it. I'm um, I'm in. Dude, you are killing it this week. Oh, well, thanks. Um, mine, my number one was easy because I thought of this after. The fucking second episode. 
bring me the Legion of Doom. Bring in the Legion. I mean, it doesn't have to be Joker and Penguin and all that. I mean, it, you, could, it could be the minor members of the You Legion. could also go like super friends level with this. Like, you could bring out some of the lower level criminals. You could bring in Deathstroke. You're not, he's not fucking doing anything in DC yeah. yet, as far as we know. You could bring in Deathstroke. You could bring in Lex Luthor. You're not doing anything with him. That got pissed away until Zack Snyder put in that cool scene at the end of Justice League. Um, that was left hanging. I mean, you could put the Wonder Twins on the Legion of Doom because that's oh, where they belong. You can't because that movie's coming now too. I know. Um, just don't. But they're gonna do it anyway. You Who know knows? That, it could be good. Who knows? Do you know that they were not canon? They they did not exist until the leaked the superhero. Uh, I do show. remember hearing something about like it, that they were never because if you go back in the comics, all those comics are way after the Super Friends were around. Yep. Um, Legion of the, you know the butterfly stuff's gone. That was a pretty big bad guy and pretty big threat i like that idea but i think that that's like a season four or a season five thing where you've built up his relationship with other people that they can work together and get along they may not like each other but right but i that would be sweet because that's you, a big threat though yeah. the, the legion of doom Fuck depending on who they have i mean and that could even be a multi-season arc yeah of like, course it okay could. yeah like okay like you pull an empire strikes back like the finale is like someone gets killed or like something bad happens and it looks like they lose. Then you come back the next season. They add another couple members to task force X. Uh, I agree. DC has so many good villains, so many good villains that they they could use. And it's not always going to be the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin and all that stuff. They have so many other good characters. It doesn't need to be. Um, There's one that I ran across that they do talk about in the first episode of, of Peacemaker and I don't know why he would throw it out, but I got to go with Chekhov's gun on this one. You know what Chekhov's gun is? Nope. Chekhov's gun is a, a movie trope where they show you something at the beginning of the movie that actually matters at the end of the movie. Where you Holy walk in, shit. They where, did this in 1883. That just As an example, I want to make sure I'm understanding this right. The very first scene of 1883, the, the girl, the, the daughter that narrates it, you see her running in a white dress, and she just gets popped with a fucking arrow in the in the gut off to the side. Mm-hmm. That's how the series starts. Okay. And you're like, she's one of the main characters, and then it goes back to the very beginning. That's how the show starts. Chekhov's gun is more like um, you and I are sitting there having a conversation, and there's something in the back, like let's say there's a, a letter opener, and somebody gets killed in the movie, and it ends up being that letter opener. Something, something so like that. So it's similar, okay. It's kind of the same thing. Um, and that is Batmite. Batmite? Batmite. Batmite is mentioned by Peacemaker in the first episode, second episode, and I did some research on it, and he's like... The only way that you can describe him is like um, a multidimensional troll-slash-leprechaun smartass, but he wears a Batman suit. Look, look him up. Oh, yeah. He's super minor, but he's also supernatural. So be really, it would maybe he can play into the whole Papa Midnight storyline or something. But it just when you read about him, it's hysterical. It's it's he's he's like a he's like comic relief almost. But he's he's a he's a he's a villain. That, but why make that? I mean, it could just be a flat out Easter egg for the hardcore fans. Like, oh shit, it he could. just mentioned Batmite. It could, and they and they did that throughout the whole episode talking right. about. Aquaman and Superman and fuck the fish. Yeah, and and um, you know, Superman's got a a, 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 a poop fetish. Wasn't a shit a, fetish? A shit fetish, and he <laughs> talks about you know. So he says a lot of different things, and it may have been. But now that I've read about Batmite, 
now I'm intrigued. Right. So. And James Gunn is a genius. A goddamn. He, I, I put him. He is DC's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he is. In a different way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that he's, uh, to me, he's better than Christopher Nolan because I think that he's able to take all aspects of a movie. He doesn't have to make it dark and brooding. And, and even though the Christopher Nolan, That's Bat- fair. even though the Christopher Nolan Batmans are good, um, like to me, I still, I still have to go back to the original because of the humor that was brought into it. But I mean, that's a, that's a topic for another day. But James Gunn has just got this ability. He's got the ability to make it action and violent and funny, and yet still have a sense of family. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is all about family. It's not about superheroes in space. It's about family. Right. And and he it, it's perfect. And you know what's the most impressive part about that? He did it without Vin Diesel. Yeah, there ain't no family up in there. I mean, he did the same thing in The Suicide Squad. He made it about family, about yep. how uh, Deadshot yep. took the rat catcher in underneath his wing as his daughter. and King. So, Yeah, it's a good point. This this is great, and um, if they don't have the second season on by the end of March, I'm going to burn some shit down. Burn this thing to the fucking crowd. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a fun list. That's all I got. Yeah, you, it, was, you, it was fun. You nailed it. Next week, top five ways to get out of jury duty at jury duty. Oh, at you, jury. Because you have to show up. Otherwise, you're contempt of court. Okay, that's fair. So, so the, so well, you. I mean, you can put that down as number five. <laughs> I'm out of jury duty because I'm getting arresting for not going to jury duty. Yeah, that's, that's one way. <laughs> Fuck this place. I'm out, bitches. And we are out. Yep. You guys have a wonderful week. I will. Um, you know what? Hold I don't on. get lost at lost at freaking Mardi Gras tomorrow. Yeah, don't get lost at Mardi Gras or on your way back. Um, hold on, we do have an email. Okay, um, from Brock McKee. Mike and Greg, sorry for missing last week. Life gets busy. Mike, I'm sorry about the game, buddy. Here are some facts. Going back to 2005, the Bengals have won four AFC North championships: two with Palmer and with two with the Ginger. I was at one in Ford Field. I was there fitting that they at ford field i know ironic joe mixon has zero off-field problems uh sure <laughs> since he's been a pro fair greg said that 30 to 40 percent of led zeppelin songs aren't theirs that checks out at 38.9 percent just under the wire there look at brock doing math the part of a funeral where you get up and talk is called the eulogy and i texted you that about Shit. 20 yeah, seconds after right. you left yep Avatar grossed $2.8 billion worldwide, not the measly $1.1 you guys said. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the first Monday night football game was September 21st, 1970. So we're 52 Damn. years. Wow. And fun fact, Van Wilder is an adaptation of comedian, FSU alum, and Tampa native, native Burt Kreischer's life in college. No shit. I didn't know that. Burt Kreischer is funny. Brock, thank you. Well Looking done, sir. hearing from you next week. All right, I got to go. All right. Everybody have a wonderful week. We love you. Thank you very much. Yep. We'll be back. Peace out, bitches. Don't be a dick. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. Just gonna have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard.
That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries to something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally. And it's it's just it's amazing to me.